right, January 17th, 2019, live from the Troy Lee Design Saloon. Welcome to the Whiskey Throttle Show. Thanks for coming, everybody. All right. It's a good crowd tonight. Uh, it is. We've got Jeff Emick, who is a three-time national motocross champion, the 1997 Supercross champion. He's here drinking fat-ass Jack and Cokes. Oh, no. <laughs> Jameson. Sorry. No, sorry. It's just Jameson. Gosh dang it. All right. It's not uh, with a J, but you did <laughs> jack it up. Uh, PowerDot, they're bringing you Jeff Emick tonight. Recovery for everybody. If you haven't had a chance to try it, PowerDot's got their unit set up in the back. Check these things out. They are amazing. We've got one actually set up up here. That's what it looks like. The rest of it is an app on your phone. These things are incredible. Check those guys out. Method Race Wheels bringing you the front-end chatter segment tonight. We've got Decal Works in the last call session. Four-Wheel Parts bringing you the Get At Me Q&A where you can send in your Twitter questions, and Grant and I will answer them uh, in no particular order with a limited amount of intelligence. <laughs> uh, tonight, Troy Design is bringing you a, uh, the beer break, which will come in the middle of our interview. And uh, uh, also, they brought you the saloon. What do you guys think of this place? Is this place rad or what? Uh, big thanks to Troy and his team here for just uh, understanding our vision and getting behind it and uh, creating a cool place for the motocross community to get together, have some beers, hang out, have a good time, and get to know some of the stars of our sport. So stoked that they're on board. Thank you again to Dunlop Tires, who bring you excellent traction when you buy their tires. Uh, that's about it. Uh, let me introduce you to the rest of the team. This is Grant Langston. Say oh, hi yeah. to Grant Lyson, everybody. Hey, thank you. Yeah. Good to be here. Yeah. Uh, he's given away some of his championships to myself and Donnie, so he's only got a couple left. But but we do have someone coming in that could donate as well, so we can spread this all around and yeah, I don't keep know if, it even. I don't know if Jeff wants to give any of his, his away. I, I could use some more, for sure. Folks, yeah. this is Donnie Bales, East Coast 250 <laughs> Supercross champion and our producer. <laughs> yeah. that, it's so kind of you, GL, to, to give me one of your championships. I really appreciate it. You can it. have one of his. It's coming yeah. up. Yeah, mm -hmm. I don't think he's going to give away. Uh, tonight, we are going to be giving away a PowerDot unit to someone here in the audience. Um, also, giving a set of Method Race Wheels away. Anybody interested in those? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <coughs> all right, good. Um, and also, um, I want to say thanks to all of you guys for coming tonight because your $20 fee that you paid at the door goes to Road to Recovery to help folks that get hurt that race. And uh, this is huge for guys like Weston Pike uh, who, who have... And we get a lot of feedback on, well, they should have insurance. Why aren't the companies taking care of them? They are contracted labor. They have insurance policies. But these injuries get incredibly expensive. And we can get into that with Jeff a little bit later. Your insurance doesn't cover everything. And it will bankrupt you. It's, it's incredibly expensive when you have something going on like they have. Um, so thank you, guys. Everybody in this room, thank you for coming and buying a ticket. You're helping racers tonight, and I appreciate that. Yeah. And thanks to Lori. Thank you very much to and Lori. Her crew. Yeah, yeah, they those, do a lot. Those guys do an awesome job, and um, we really appreciate it. So, anything else, GL, before we get started? Um, you know me, I like to talk a lot, but um, I'm just going to say no. Okay, I, I want to do one thing real quick. Um, there's not been a lot of information come out about this yet, but a buddy of ours named Blake Savage uh, had a pretty bad crash this week. Um, I just want to dedicate this show to him. He had a big get-off up in Utah this week. Uh, his sister, of course, married to Ken Roxon, so he's definitely a part of our community. He's been a test rider of ours at Racer X before. So our thoughts and prayers are with Blake Savage, and uh, more information will come out on that later. But uh, um, anyway, I hope he's doing okay. Um, let's get right into our first segment. This is the um, Method Race Wheels front-end chatter. Method Race Wheels builds the toughest, lightest, fastest wheels for anything off-road. So trucks, vans, sprinters, 
SUVs. If you can look at this UTV in the back here, uh, it's decked out with method race wheels. These things are legit. Um, and these guys are giving away something so rad. You guys have got to get to either our website, thewhiskeythrottleshow.com. You can go to methodracewheels.com and, and sign up on their site as well. Sign up to win. They're giving away a trip to the Dirtfish Rally Driving School. This is in Snoqualmie, Washington, tucked away in the Cascade Mountains. It's incredible. If you haven't checked it out, Google it. Go on YouTube and look at some of these driving videos. It is heaven on earth if you're into anything cool. If you're not, if you're a nerd and you sit home and play chess, you don't want to sign up for this. This is badass. I mean, legit the best rally driving school in the country. And they're giving away a seat. You're going to go with Grant and I. We're going to go up and learn how to drive these things properly. Keyword, um, learn. Learn, yes. It's going to be a great time. So sign up for that. Uh, we really appreciate those guys being on board. And uh, we're going to give away a set of wheels tonight. We're going to figure out how. We haven't fully come up with it, who we're going to pick in here. But somebody in here is going to win a set of wheels. Um, so we, we let our guest uh, figure it out. Yeah, maybe Jeff just picks. Yeah. Just well, like see, I'll I take guess, them. I got, I got a sprinter bag. Oh, I got a couple of vehicles I could slap on. Um, all right. So for our uh, front end chatter segment tonight, brought, brought to you by Method Race Wheels, we got a couple of topics. First of all, let's start with Blake Baggett. Holy shit. What happened to being an outdoor only guy? You know, I, f I feel like last year I kept hearing Baggett's fast at the test track. He's going to win. He's going to be the, you know, the, the breakout superstar, something like that. But... Uh, didn't quite see it. I mean, he did have a run of podiums. I remember that, and and I still thought, wow, that's that's impressive. Maybe that's you know as far as he'll get, kind of thing. But man, last weekend, that was impressive. I that mean, wasn't it really a fluke. Was. No, I mean he, he he literally rode his way to the front and 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 won that thing outright. And you know, like it says here, outdoor guy only? Question mark? No, he's not an outdoor <laughs> yeah. guy only. You know. He can ride. I mean, Mitch picked him up in the early days. And I think with Baggett, he's been a bit of a mystery man. And all of a sudden, he's comfortable. He's in a team he likes, in an environment I think that they're very happy with on a brand that they're very familiar with now. And, you know, you put that all together. You know, let's be honest. At A1, you know, Bosch was good. And you go, oh, it's muddy. It's this. It's that. And then you go to Glendale and you expect different things. And, yes, Anderson was better. But... I must say, I did not see that coming from Baggett, but it was very impressive. Very impressive. And he had a thumb injury that I think hindered him, and he, he hit it the yeah. best he could. But I think, obviously, that's been holding him back a bit. He's healthy, and can he do it again? Can he keep that up? <laughs> that's, that's always the, uh, the mysterious question, in my opinion, which is, you know, doing it once is one thing, but then people say that breeds confidence. Can it happen? Is it going to happen more? Is it, you know, whatever. But with him... I think now he's put himself literally on the pedestal. But Baggett doesn't strike me as someone that, that, that is afraid of the exposure. I think in his back of his mind, he feels like this should have happened a long time ago. I don't know. I'm just saying that's what I think. But it'll be interesting. It's going to be fun. There's no clear favorite. And I'm sure there's a few people in here that could agree. You know, you're looking. Anderson came in with the number one plate. And everyone talked, well, you know, you got Muskin, you got Rocks, and you got this guy, you got that guy. Not too many people threw in Baggett in this. So this, <laughs> not in this makes it really fun. Well, now, yeah, going forward, I think we expect questions to get answered as the series goes. Yeah. Anaheim 1 was muddy. We don't want to take too much from that. Okay, Glendale, now we've got real conditions. Yeah. Let's see the real guys, the Roxons, the Tomex. They should rise to the top, right? No, Blake Baggett's going to pass them all and win. So um, that's great for me. I love when we have more parity. I hate that word. It gets overused, but... The more winners we can have, the more potential champions, I love it. But so. it's good for the sport. We're going Absolutely. into A2, and we've got a crowd here. I mean, does anyone think there's a clear-cut favorite? 
Seriously. That's that's a lot of notes. You know, Somebody said Tomac. You know, yeah, you get a Tomac, you get a Muscat, you get a this, you get a that, Anderson, but no one's like absolutely. It's, yeah. It is. It's pretty much everyone. And I, I I agree. It's really good for the sport overall because that's what tunes people in is what's going to happen. Yeah, and, and now and, you have no idea. And in I'm my not opinion. too big of an NASCAR fan, but that's the draw to that sport is that you have so many different winners uh, on any given well, Sunday. Maybe we should say it was the draw. It was the draw. Well. Their ratings are in the toilet a little bit. But Oosh, anyway, um, all right. So it'll be it'll make it interesting to see what happens the rest of this season. Baggett's thrown kind of another wild card in there. Supercross futures. This is something that's new. Um, amateur racing on Sunday after racing, and I wanted to just bring it up because I thought, how important is this for kids that are getting started? Um, I know I did a couple of amateur races when I was a kid. They had some of that around, and just getting comfortable being inside a stadium and that dirt. It's totally different. It's so tacky and compact and sticky and weird your bike kind of your wheels follow the the lumps and contours of the ground unlike anything you'd see on a motocross track it's just very different so getting these kids a chance to get in there and get comfortable with that that's just going to breed better riders down the road well i think there's a couple ways to look at it is and i got a couple friends from south africa in the crowd we didn't have that luxury we never had that and one thing I realized quickly was i know we saw your first year of supercross we got to see that <laughs> i know we were teammates <laughs> Don't laugh too loud. I'm right freaking next to you. Yeah. Hey, we turned your mic off just because I knew you would say a lot of lot of random. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, what were those you whoops have, like the you, first year? You can have your, your What were those whoops like the first year, GL? Super big. <laughs> but it is. It's a huge I mean, I came here as a world champion. I had a certain amount of pressure. I remember meeting Jeff Emig and, and, and a lot of the guys I looked up to finally. And then but then you also transition and realize, wait, I signed you. Yeah, I'm with KTM. They're like, you're the man. Go ahead. Show us. We need to see wins. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, I don't need to see whoops. That's one thing I don't want to see. I, I, I want to see wins, not whoops. I <laughs> remember you saying something along the lines when we saw your first set of Supercross whoops. So, yeah, double, double, double. Maybe I could triple out. I'm like, yeah. no, Grant, right across the top. Yeah. Third gear wide open. They were big, fresh round ones, and I never... That sounds bad, too. But <laughs> they look really good. <laughs> no, that sounds bad, too. And, um, but when you looked at them, I didn't see the signs. You know, just meaning as a, as, a, as a rider, you know, you went from point A to point B. But when someone tried to say, oh, you, you know, your front wheel tapped that, your re you know, you're trying to have it through in your mind. But when you come in stiff and nervous, <laughs> you're like a ski boat or you're... You know, it doesn't end well. So it was. It was. It was. It was a real big, rude awakening, which is one of the things I have mad respect about in this country is how guys were able to, you know, get through that. Yeah, yeah you don't learn that at Namur or uh, somewhere in Belgium. No, in the sand, no. I mean, even sand whips. It's totally. You ride it different. So when I came to America, it's almost like I'll pull the front end up like a, I'm in Havasu <laughs> and just get across the top of these wakes and I'll be good. And then, oh, yeah, that didn't work out. And, you know, you know where that goes. Well, I think it's amazing that they brought that back. Uh, I think it's, it's huge to it's keep good for kids. The sport. It is good yeah. for the sport. And actually, I saw a battle. I don't know if you follow Dean, Insta Dean Wilson on Instagram, but he showed uh, um, Paul Parabinos yeah. and uh, Mickey, what was it, some other guy. These two had a battle to the death, you know, and they're like the 30 vet class, 30 plus vet class. But, Serious uh, 30 plus. Class. Yeah, yeah. It was really fun to watch. And uh, it's good to see people of all ages out there having fun doing it. So, uh, they're going to have a few of those this year. Check those out. The last thing I want to talk about here on the Method Race Wheels front-end chatter segment, Dakar. Yeah. 
Damn it, we almost <coughs> had the first American winner. Ricky Brabeck led the whole thing. Well, led most of it, was leading until his motor blew up. You got to feel for him big time. I don't know the guy personally, but I felt for him big time. Just, I know on those events, those guys, it's, it's not even a, you know, we talk about sacrificing, but like th- that period of time, it's like your life is invested for years, not that year leading up to it, but years leading up to that event every year. And then, yeah, I, I felt really, really bad for him. And hopefully we'll get to meet him soon. I don't know if you have, but I'd love to meet him. And uh, I cannot even imagine how that, that feeling is. Chopper's hovering around. Hey, he no was standing, there's no one even to come and say, hey, He was man, standing sorry. next to his bike, right, for the video with, with the cameraman there. And was, it was like a Bear Grylls moment. And it looked like he wanted to smack the cameraman upside the head because he's right in his face yeah. right when he's, his bike blew up. And he's just like... But then he there. thought he's the only other guy I have out here, so I'm not. <laughs> I better not smack piss this guy. Off. He this said the coolest. Ricky said the coolest thing about his day was the helicopter ride back. Yeah. Well, anyway, after they after they just hovered over yeah. him for a long time, yeah, throwing yeah. food supplies down. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, well, shout out to Ricky Brabeck. We were all pulling for you, man. Um, 2020, maybe I don't know. Uh, too soon. I mean, let's. I'm, I'm anxious to I see him do it again. So. I think he's got I mean, what it takes to win that, and that's an incredibly ridiculously dangerous and nutty race. And Andrew Short, former motocross champion, um, four, fifth, fifth overall. Yeah, top That's five, huge. yeah. So big props for Short. Motocross Supercross guy. Husqvarna. He's a oh, Husqvarna yeah. guy. Factory yeah. Husky so, dude. We got Emig in our corner here. So. Yeah, he's over in our year. All right. Well, just so you know, he was on a Husky. Just saying. <laughs> just speaking of Jeff Emig, let's just, let's just bring Jeff Emig in, all right? Uh, Jeff Emig is brought to you by PowerDot. Again, Check out PowerDot.com. Get on there and get signed up to win one of these things. You can type in, uh, if you purchase one of these, Whiskey Throttle in your code, get 20% off. Uh, it's a smoking deal, and uh, you won't regret it. So, ladies and gentlemen, help me welcome in Jeff Emick. My mic's on. Yeah. yeah. I can be a part of the yeah. show now. Welcome yeah. in, Jeff. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thanks you for coming. I appreciate it, man. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know you're busy, a lot, a lot of stuff going on, and as we get started, I want to just address the elephant in the room. What, what are you talking about? <laughs> I don't know Let's talk about, about the TV. Hey, I don't like when you refer to me as an elephant. No, no, I'm yeah, from African yeah, overweight, as my but best I'm okay. buddy, Ralph Shaheen, <laughs> from now uh, NBC Sports uh, Superstars hey, on NBC. Ralph, Ralph Shaheen. Shaheen. He's, He's in the house. house. All right. He's in the house. Made it out, so yeah. So let's talk about this, man. I know there was a lot. Of, there is a lot of people upset that you're not on the TV broadcast, and uh, I'm not privy to. Obviously, none of us are what those mm-hmm. conversations had uh, leading up to the season. But tell us what happened, man. Um, they just decided not to bring me back. So 12, 12 great years. Uh, Ralph and I did every 12. Supercross together. Yeah, and uh, we were probably on year five maybe and we thought to ourselves man if we can do 10 years together this is going to be amazing right yeah. and then we blew past that to 12 obviously ralph and uh, ricky carmichael are, are doing the show now and ralph with this he's starting his fourth year 14th sorry um but uh yeah i mean uh, disappointing i mean i i loved uh the responsibility of the job you guys both have done that job or currently doing doing that job and you know the responsibility yeah, that, that i don't have a contract either 
So okay. leave it that. Okay. It's, it's but, you, but, you okay, with so me. You so have so Jeff, it sounds like I, there might be an opening. <laughs> might be an opening. I do have time to fuck it up. Don't worry about that. Do you have Davy Coombs number? Yeah, exactly. He'll send it You know I was in Davy Coombs' wedding, so we... No, I'm kidding. No, um, Grant does a great job on uh, motocross on NBC, Lucas Oil Pro Motocross. So. Um, Thank you. Thank you. Um, Pingree, not so much. Yeah. But he's great. He's great on the Whiskey <laughs> Throttle Show. Now, um, I mean, yeah, I mean, obviously, um, I love doing my job. We have, we had um, the last 12 years, I mean, our crew, our group, our tight sort of, you know, you know the nucleus of the broadcast uh, with all of our people is literally some of the best years of my life. And I was, I had a real uh, reflection point around, uh, I don't know, uh, Christmas or something maybe that I'm not sure, like I'm kind of on the fence of whether I am more fulfilled and more, feel more complete with my 12 years of broadcasting than I did with my uh, racing uh, career. Oh, is that right? They're that comparable for you? It, it, It honestly is. Yeah. So I I don't know if any of you seen it. And so, so, you know, so that being said... Yes, going to the first race, Ralph and Ricky are up in the booth, and I'm in the Don Julio suite with Fox Racing. Yeah, it was it was difficult, you know. And Ralph's like, "Why didn't you come up to the booth?" And I'm like, "It's not my booth anymore," you know. And so, yeah, that that it, you know, it it's um it's a transition, you know. It's not exactly where I wanted to be, um, but I also, you know, Ricky Carmichael is one of my best buddies. We spent all morning together, had lunch. Um, and I, I really wanted to respect the fact that he had a job to do that night and Ralph and Ricky have to find their place on the show now moving forward. Um, and, uh, you know, that's, that's not my, not my place anymore. So it was different watching the race, you know, um, watching the race from a different uh, perspective and all that. So yeah, for 12 years, you've been in that booth and see, yeah, it was literally, literally the best seat in the house. I mean, um, and, and, and I'm sure Ralph would say that his seat is the best seat in the house, right? I had the telestrator here. We got timing and scoring program, ISO monitor. So I got to see while Ralph's calling the show. So I'd get the ISO monitor. So we get to watch all the replays first, right? So I see all that stuff before anyone at home does. And then I look really smart because <laughs> you're like, wow, he's calling this replay. He knows everything that happens. It's like, well, I've already seen it at least once. Right. So that's kind of how, how the deal goes. But, um, just, uh, I mean, I, I literally uh, look back on it with just, uh, nothing but, uh, the best memories and, and especially, you know, from where I came from as a young kid that had a stuttering problem. I'm not sure if anybody's ever heard that story, but I mean, you know, when I was younger, I I'm mean, sure I, most of the people in yeah have, yeah, I mean, no one in is shocked on who Jeff Emmick is. So yeah, but if you watched any of my post-race interviews from my racing career, you definitely would have noticed a stutter. So, and then to somehow gravitate towards that uh, position. And you guys have been there, those first on cameras, it's like, uh, what am I going to say? Like, you know, there's all these things going through your mind. So to sort of overcome that fear and uh, do that job for a long time was um, literally one of the best parts of my life up to this point. So, but that's, uh, that's well, the way I was to say, I, I, I would have to agree as, as someone that listened to a lot of the broadcasting over the years, um, as a huge fan, here, and yeah, we bring the heat, bro. We bring it. Somebody play the magic mic music. He's yeah, gonna, yeah, he's yeah. yeah. Off. Ladies, <laughs> calm down real quick. It's just a jacket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, it's. I mean, I look at it and, and and it still blows my mind because as someone that thought, yeah, everyone's like, you should be on TV. Yeah, I'll try it out. Yeah, it'll be great. And then it's a lot different. And I think when 
when you just say what you are proud of in your racing accomplishments, what you did was incredible. I mean, I'm not blowing smoke. I've told you off air many mm-hmm. times. I'm a big, huge Jeff Emick fan. Always have been. Part of the reason I ran number eight, a few of my heroes ran it. And uh, actually, all my heroes, three or four of them did. Bale, so. Bradshaw, uh, uh, Albertine. Uh, I remember. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> Those are the four. <laughs> yeah. That was a huge decision. That's why I always say eight is great. Yeah. yeah. Makes you want to... <laughs> No. I'm oh, well. <laughs> well, that's why you should tell the ladies. Show, family show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's not so a family show. Whiskey throttle. We get a little wild, but um, <laughs> but no. I mean, what what you're saying is what, what you've done. I think is incredible, and we've been in those positions before. And it's it really is. It, it seems everyone's like, oh, it's, it's cool. You get to talk about whatever, dude. You've I'm like, no, there. you don't. Hey, you've been on there's there. There's segments. Don't... You do this. There's commercials. There's this. There's that. You get told to shut up mid sentence, and you just. Yeah, Wind Bondo down says. And shut up. Bondo says, "Shut the f." Yeah, up. yeah. everybody <laughs> listen to Bondo, right? Yeah, um, but the, it's a huge responsibility, and especially um, with motocross, because like in the position that you've had now for five seasons, like it's four hours of entertainment. And you, you know what really struck me is is once I went Supercross only, and I'm and I'm listening to you and Jason do the show. And I thought, you know, I really felt to myself, I mean, it was great sort of, um, you know, for me to, to step back now and watch that um, because you realize what a responsibility it is to entertain the viewer. And it's not just, you know, entertaining uh, Grandma from uh, Poughkeepsie, but all of you core fans. So you not only have to be really in-depth and, you know, have all this great information, but then you also have to make it... Um, easy for the new viewer to watch so that we can gain new viewers. So the, the balance of it all and trying to, to you know, entertain everyone um, and satisfy everyone, get the sponsors right, get the, the yeah. bike numbers right. I mean, it's, it's, it's a lot and there's a lot going on. And, and yeah, it's just calling dirt bike races, right? We're not curing cancer or anything like that. But I've always felt that, um, you know, people like us, we have a great responsibility, not to the industry, not just to the industry or the riders' teams, but to all of the fans too, to make sure that we get it right, you know, so. Well, and, and Jeff, to that point, I will say, I'm, I've always been impressed with your professionalism. Like, whatever it is you do, you're in 100%. Uh, you were going to speech coaches. You were mm-hmm. studying lap times, studying, talking to writers. I mean, you, you took it seriously. It wasn't just like, yeah, yeah, I'm the commentator. Makes me feel kind of shitty. Yeah, you're Grant's a total like, slacker. I'm like, shit. Yeah. I didn't, dude, Grant's like, I, didn't I put set <laughs> my alarm that morning. That was my... <laughs> and I shaved, and I wore the right shirt. I no, showed up. I was solid. It's... it's but. You know, it, it has to do with, um, and you, you know, and you know, we talked when you got the position, and um, well, Jeff called me. He's 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 downplaying a little bit. He knew he wasn't in position or available to do it, and and I've said it before. I said it, I thought it was really cool that he picked up the phone and said, "Hey, this position is going to be available, and I think you would be someone that'd be pretty good." And I actually threw your name in the hat, and I was like. Freaking rad! Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, you're not doing it, but like, thanks, man. You like, give him a kickback cool. for that. You yeah. give him a kickback for that. Yeah, I get, I get I ten percent of yes, all our yes, I kicked him in the back. Yes, they got a kickback. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, but it just has to do with. Um, he does get a kickback. Sorry, we buy ODI grips. You buy them? Oh, through the shop. Thank you. 
Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, we, we do. We do. We I do love, business. I, I love ending surprise. You buy grips. Like, Grant's <laughs> never bought yeah, anything in his life. I'm like, yeah, that's one of my biggest sellers. Yeah. We do well. You're a like, former national champion. You can get free you grips. Get, you get dumb, free. Yeah, yeah, no, I, but, but I buy Jeff Emig's grips because yeah. I don't want the free ones. <laughs> but, yeah, we sell it, and uh, his stuff does well. So, I, I, from what I understand, and I, and I want to dive into it just a little bit more, Ricky wasn't even expecting the job that he got, right? Like, they told him, he was expecting to do just the floor announcing like he had been doing. Trackside. Trackside stuff. Yes. And they asked him about what his schedule was like. He says, oh, yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah, and you they did, said, you okay, did, you're cool. going to have, you're gonna have Ricky on soon, so I don't want to speak for Ricky or anything with, you know, um, with his business, so... You can ask him when he comes on the Whiskey Throttle show, and that'll be a good show. Especially, <laughs> we get some Crown going. He's he's going to tell. Is that his poison? Yeah, All yeah. right, all right, Ricky, we got Crown for you. Ready? We're ready. <laughs> all right. Well, um, you're going to be missed on the broadcast. I'll tell Thank you that, you. buddy. Thank and, you. And uh, you've done an awesome job for 12 years. Thank you. So. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, you really that. have. I mean, <laughs> we've listened to it the whole time. I think everyone in here has. So they didn't come buy a ticket yeah. for no reason, and. Um, it is different. I mean, it's great having Ricky there, and, and I think there's a transition period. And I'm, sure. I think, I'm trust sure me. Trust me. There's no way that I'm going back and watching Ralph and I's first races, those first couple, two, even the first year, any of those like opening on cameras, I will never watch those. <laughs> you don't, those you don't I do not need that yeah. ever. Yeah, so. Let me ask you this, because RJ said there was no way this would happen. <laughs> would you ever give Ricky any pointers, any help? Because I said, oh, they're buddies. He goes, no, hell, he's not helping him. No, he just took no, his ride. It's, it's, I, I, I mean, Ricky and I talk like every day, right? We had dinner last night. We were at ODI this morning for meetings. We had lunch today. And, yeah, we talk all the time. And we're very, very open about the broadcast. Um, he, when, when things were going that direction, he called me and says, hey, we need to talk like today. We need to talk about this. And so, we, you, you know, it's, it's all good. You know, he's, he's one of my best buddies. There's no issue, anything. And, and what I did is, um, you know, we talk along the way about, about, you know, what the job entails. And like after the first race, he's like, man, like being the third is one thing, but being next to Ralph and then it's just the two of you, like that's a long three hours, right? Yeah. And so, but there was just little things like, hey, and I talked to him Saturday morning uh, before the first race. I'm going to say, hey, this is something that I really paid attention to. And he's like, yeah, exactly, right? Like you feel, and I don't want to uh, disclose it, but, and so, yeah, I wish him nothing but the best. I don't, yeah. you know, all of these haters that are out there, you know, on uh, social media, I appreciate the support for me. Um, but also, let's respect that this is Ricky's position. He is a multi-time champion. He's got a wealth of information. And I wasn't very good in my first race the, the, yeah. as a broadcaster, okay? Um, and so he's, he's going <laughs> yeah, to do awesome, and he's going to give you guys just what you need, the information that you need. And so, yeah, I wish him, for, yeah. wish him the best. Yeah, we do, we do wish Ricky the best. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's exactly. true. I mean, I, I, I was... I could at least speak and say, I was so nervous the first time, I couldn't get out simple words. And it was the oh, most yeah. awkward thing when you look at a camera and you're like, here's my time to shine. And you're like, no, 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 no. Sorry. And you got Wygant looking at you just going, okay. Yeah, and he's just like. <laughs> and he's letting you just, just go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just, just, just tying the, yourself the up. just like this. <laughs> yeah. Nah, it's it's good. I mean, I've worked with both those guys. I mean, Ralph Wygant, they're both fantastic. They have fantastic place in the sport, and it's just yeah. I've had the best of both worlds. It's been fantastic. But I'm with you. I hate I hate the comparing and the this yeah, and the it's that. Not, it's, it's it's one of those things. It, it, it sucks. Even like 
you know, when you said, hey, can't do outdoors for certain reasons, mm-hmm. do supergrass, yep. it's open, and people are like, well, MX better than you. you, you know, and you're like, it's different, it's different personalities, it's yep. different voices, different whatever. But I, when you look at it, there's a reason why you were around for that long and why Ralph's still around and, and why Wagon's around for... Mm-hmm. And, and let's... This is my opinion. I'm not speaking for anyone, but Supercross does not want to sound like motocross and motocross does not want to sound like supercross. So they don't really want to sound the same and have the same team. So, yep. I mean, when you cut between the BS, I think that's pretty much the bottom of it yep. as well. Tell us a good Ralph Shaheen story before you oh, go. Oh, we, we got man. him here. Oh, he's leaving. No, don't yeah, leave. leave. No, don't leave. Man, I don't know. There's, there's. Tell me there's he sings so in like many, a, an I do 80s remember, band I do remember once oh, Ralph dude, There's said, nobody that loves hair bands more than Ralph Shaheen. I know. Just, <laughs> I know. On it. Yeah, he's no, throwing fantastic. up the horns. Yeah. No, on it. So, so on it. I mean, uh, he's he's a great person to do business with and to 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 be your uh, play-by-play host guy on the show. He's a better friend. Um, super fun to be around. The only thing that comes to mind, so Ralph and our, our old coordinating producer at Fox Sports, Pete Richards, um, yep. sort of the three of us have always, we still, we like text each other like every day like little girls. But, but so we got this thing, so we're in Toronto and we got into the cab. This is kind of just before Uber, right? So we get in the cab and it's like, hey, let's put Pete in the front seat and we'll stick him with the cab bill, right? <laughs> so... So the first year, so we're sitting in the back, and we're driving to lunch right on Saturday, and so Ralph uh, grabs the seatbelt, so when it's time to get out, he grabs Pete's seatbelt, so he can't get out of his seat, we get out of the car, and then we're like, you're paying the bill, right? And, I, and we did it like three years in a row, and we kept finding a new way, and, and oh, and, and then like the next year, so we're like, hey, Pete, let me see your phone, and so Pete's like showing us pictures on his phone, we stop, and it's like time to pay the bill. And Pete's like, you guys aren't sticking me with the bill this time. Well, Ralph's got his phone and he goes, hey, Pete, here's your phone. And throws it into the thing of the, the floorboard of the car. And then we jump out of the car. And then he's like, oh, you did it again. I, I, don't, I don't remember the third one, but we, but we did it a few times. So, Oh, we got to come back. Oh, he's coming on. Oh, he's on. Any yeah, retort? The, the, well, it's not a retort, but an add to the show. Uh, That's the, Ralph Shaheen, everybody. Hey, yeah. everybody. How you guys doing? By the way, this is really cool. Thank you. I've heard about it and, you know, seen everything about it, and um, I'm really glad I got to come by and uh, check it out. This is, this is really well, neat. Well, he comes from the four-wheel world as well. I came, from the chili, I came from the Chili Bowl. No, 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 no. He comes from the one-wheel world. When you got the four wheels and you're yes, just on the yeah, road, Maximum road, traction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moto, yeah. moto, car. When you yeah. Got, yeah, yeah. Was a, so I was at Chili Bowl the last couple of days in uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And so he came sick. straight from there to here. Um, but anyway. And he it. came to the whiskey throw. Yeah. What absolutely. Is and thank you, Ralph. Uh, he is my brother, man. I hey, there's Jameson in the back room. So. I'll meet you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Well, he's got a little time to spend. Um, yeah, that's, it's all good. I'll warm it up. The 805 no, beer break. Empty it. So. So, so the last one, Fro, if you remember, um, Pete thought he had it all figured out. And it was me and Fro, and we had Jenny Taft with us. Oh, yeah. And uh, same thing. We always did it in Toronto. That was the place to do it. And Pete thought he had it all figured out. International rules, right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And so we get we get Pete in the front, and uh, he's figuring we've done all these other things to him, so there's nothing left we could do to to fake him out. And as we pulled up to the front (laughs) to get out of the cab, yeah, to get out of the cab. No, actually, I was in the front. That's what it was. I was in the front. He was in the back. 
and then Jenny, and then you. And what I did was I reached down and I slammed the seat back to him. Oh, that's right. You're in the I slammed it all the way back and then I dropped the hammer and laid it right back in his lap. He's like, oh, oh, like that. And I threw so the door stuck. open. He was so stuck. stuck in the back and then he, he tried to open the door to get out and I slammed the door shut on oh, him. This. And Jenny's sitting there like, what is going on? Because Jenny's so, you know, just... Miss All America. She didn't do anything to offend anybody. And, and yeah, Fro, he like broke his ankle. And, yeah, 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 tweaked his good. ankle. And Fro's like, he just reaches over and grabs Jenny and just goes, come on! And yanks her out of the car. So, so, so he's stuck with like the seat back here. His ankle's now broken. Yeah, his ankle's broken. And Ralph's broken. like, we got you for the third <laughs> yeah. time. And, and he got the bill again. Yeah. So everything was good. Uh, everything was the good. Dr. Bill. Dr. Bill. <laughs> yeah, he got, he got all the bills. He's recovering from double knee surgeries now. Yeah. So Pete, if you're watching this, we hope you're doing yeah. well. So. Yeah. Thanks for the thanks for being a good sport. <laughs> hey, well, if it, if it's knee head surgery, he can't even feel it. Yeah, he can't even feel yeah, it. Yeah, right. Forget that. Right. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Ralph. Well, I appreciate Ralph, it. Thanks for coming in, man. I'm yeah, glad you made it in. Anytime. This is fantastic. We'd All the best with it. Huh? It'd be great to have you on one time. You just let me know when. All right. The voice of motor racing. Hey. Yeah. Yeah, the man Happy. that can cover it hey. all. Well, hey, yeah. everything from NASCAR to swamp buggies, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. F one, Formula One to swamp buggies, done it all. I, I, I just want to hear about the hairband stories because well, I know you got them. I got a few. I know you do. I got a few. No one yeah. likes '80s rock like this guy, and he knows. You know a bunch of the guys too. Well, right? you you know what it's come down to because you guys all lived through it. You know, so many of the, the, these rock musicians that we all grew up loving. Um, he was like ten. So back in the well, back in the day, <laughs> they all say, like I you was, know. Fast cars and wildlife and fast motorcycles and all that. And, and now they're all corporations and, and they can't do the wildlife stuff anymore, but they still love fast cars and motorcycles. Uh, yeah. So they come around to the races and that's where you get to know them. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. But hey, best of luck with all this stuff from each of the Jameson. <laughs> Thanks for the two Thanks, Ralph. Hey, Ralph. Hey. Awesome yeah, man. to see you, buddy. Okay. Hey, and if, if our buddy Brett Michaels is out there, you got to get your ride on. Get your ride on. Yeah. Yeah. Ride. What was it? Ride hard. Live fast. Yeah, what was it? Know. Carmichael actually knows the whole first verse to that. So, <sighs> well, all right. We'll but he is it. a hillbilly who loves okay. that kind so, of music. Anyway, if we can put the TV thing to bed and we can like move on, I appreciate all of the support from everyone on social media and all of your messages. It's been fantastic outpouring. Um, my life is obviously meant to go a different direction, and I'm cool with it. I look back of, with nothing but the best memories with Feld and Fox Sports, and it was fantastic. And now I'm going to look forward. So. That's awesome. Jeff left us with a lot of great memories, I gotta say. Yeah. Honestly, you, yeah. I mean, you called a lot what's of. A, what's on the list? Where are we starting? Well, I want, I want to go back now that we've got the TV out of the way. Um, let's go back to the beginning, man. Tell me about growing up in Kansas. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, just not that long ago, I drove past, there was a, a park with a baseball field, and that's where I learned to ride a motorcycle. So, my first wow. uh, motorcycle, I think it was an Indian 50, you know, passed down from older brother. I always got. The thing that he grew out of, but uh, it was good. I mean, back in the seventies, you know, I, so I started riding in the spring of seventy-five, and just, I mean, motorcycles and dirt biking and all that, which had just landed here in Southern California in the late sixties, early seventies. It was like the new thing. My dad was a race car builder and all that, so motorsports and all that stuff was was really. Uh, the path that I was going to take and had the dirt bike thing not, not came into it, I probably would have had more NASCAR championships than Jimmy Johnson. <laughs> but, but thanks my, a lot, but I, Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Uh, yeah. But fortunately, uh, dirt bikes became uh, part of our life. And I mean, we rode in southern Missouri, down in the trails, up in the mountains of Colorado. And, and then my brother had to go ride that Friday night motocross out at Kansas City International Raceway in 77. 
And then spring of 78, I'm like, well, if he's doing that, that's what I want to do. So, I, You know, I feel like this happens a lot where you, you had an older brother named Brian, <laughs> yeah. and he was kind of I got still it. do, actually. So. Still have yeah, that brother? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Good, good. He's still Thanks, there. Man. Hey, good to Still older. <laughs> still <laughs> here. Brother. All of these yeah. kids, not all these kids, I guess I can't say, the Alessis blow it a little bit, but it <laughs> seems like the older brother gets the younger brother going, right? Like the older one starts it out, and then the younger brother wants to keep up with big, big brother mm-hmm. so bad, he's pushing and, and always doing more, and he ends up being a little more successful. Yeah, that, the there's a lot of James kids. Dad, like that. Though James was pretty hard to. That dude that's is true. a bad dude. <laughs> it's not a hundred percent theory, but it's it, not. It's a, yeah. it's a good fit. Yeah, no, no, no. There's a lot sure, of. I mean, like and that. you're chasing. The thing was when I was a little kid, and I, you guys ever seen Charlie Brown when he goes to kick the football and he misses it, and he always uh, oh, like yeah. and Lucy pulls the ball. Imagine that version of me on a BMX bike and my older brother and all of his kids would be like the dirt jump, right? Like the neighborhood dirt jump, and they're jumping and they're putting a stick there, and you got it, and they're going the longest jump. I'm like, has everybody gone? Okay. Yeah. Where's the stick at? <laughs> yeah. And it was like, like this. Evil and I would evil. pull up and just, oh, shit. <laughs> and it just like, I, that's why I am like I am. I've had so, so many concussions. Like, we didn't wear helmets and stuff back in the 70s. It was Eva Knievel. Yeah. Oh, it was a polemic. Just, yeah. And just, I would loop it out and just, yeah. So I was always chasing him and trying to one-up him. And he was, he was an amazing rider. Um, he didn't ride much anymore, but... Um, you know, and then through the years and grow up, hey, man, your brother rides just like you. And I'm like, well, you know, I spent most of my youth chasing him. So the reality is I probably ride a lot more like him than he does like me. So. And your dad uh, had a company called G.E.R., Gary Emig Racing. Mm-hmm. And we, st- went, we still have the company. Yeah. It's still going? Yeah, and my brother's still alive. Do you still have that brother? And we still have the company. Yeah, <laughs> That's yeah. good to hear. That's Amazing. Just, Brian, I'm so glad you're woo! still out there. Ping likes to kill people off. He, he's trying to get rid of people. Of well, no, when I first yeah. started racing, I remembered that I can picture that little GER sticker. Yeah. And that was, he made some rad shit. Well, so we were the small, you know, pop shop out of the Midwest and Dave Miller Concepts and Pro Circuit and Clem and, man, FMF. I mean, everybody, they were all out here on the West Coast and they were rad and they were in the magazines and everything. And I was really good off the gate. I was like way smaller and lighter than everybody. And my dad built amazing two-stroke engines. I mean, my shit was fast, dude. Yeah. And we were right there at the displacement. Like we were uh, stroked <laughs> right to the, you know. What, what did we call it? My stock bikes cheating? were stock, though. Yeah, right. I'm telling you. It's not cheating. Yeah, it right. was stock. The ports might have been cleaned up a little bit. Uh-huh. But that's but not yeah. cheating. We talked no. about Even testing in South the Africa. That wasn't yeah. no, and and so and we <laughs> absolutely kicked ass. It was amazing, and you know it was definitely a big part of my success and being able to build my speed and my, you know my um, you know my confidence and all that. And my dad believed in me early on. And he the the thing about it for all you parents out there that have kids, you know, and my kid, I got him bikes and stuff, and he likes to ride a little bit, but it's not his passion. His passion is soccer, football. That's you know that's what he wants, but um, and that's what I want to uh, support him with, you know. Uh, but my dad recognized early on that that this is something that I really wanted to do. And so if I look back at all the negative stuff, it's he's not going to let me slack. Trust me. Yeah. I didn't want to sweep that box van out. I didn't want to sweep the garage. When I was 11 years old, I'd race. I'd had a stock and modified 60. They were only 60s then. I had yeah. a stock modified 105 in the 80 class. So I had five air filters to do. Back when we used to put grease in it. Raise your hand if you used to have to grease your filters. Anybody old enough for that? Salt yeah. waterproof Bell Ray grease? Was that yes. you? Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It, it was so, I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. My dad, would, there were so many times where my dad's like, if you're not going to put in the effort that I am, then I'm done. And he would literally 
Go out of the garage into the house. And 16-year-old Jeff Emig. Oh, oh, first oh. In the first yes. Moto. He was so mad this day. We found this video. From Kawasaki. He'll be riding <laughs> so, number 47J. So Golden State Race. The gate, this was on ABC or something ridiculous. This was on like TNN. Whatever. I've never seen an 80 expert race broadcast. Hey, Rick Johnson won that day in the big bike class. Yeah. Chris Phil Lawrence. Okay, so Factory Phil, Gaddis, Budman, Button. Oh, yeah. Yourself. All the big ones. This was like Chad Pedersen. Chad Pedersen. So I won the first moto, and they didn't show that one. They showed the second moto. Where I fall down. You can see yeah. my dad, like, break the pit board <laughs> up to the side because I fell down. Under the tunnel, huh? I remember no, this and it, yeah. yeah. Oh, those were... It was so pure back then. It was so fun. So that's something I wanted to ask you about, like the, the racing vibe back in Kansas. Even even at all the amateurs nationals, it was so different back then. It wasn't the the high pressure professional thing really? that it is now. You didn't ride in the box van home with my yeah, dad. Yeah, I was gonna say when you didn't give it. You also didn't know my dad. Yeah, your dad is yeah. part of a reason why I go. Hey, so we used to always go from Kansas City. We'd either race in Oklahoma City or Dallas, right in Tulsa. And so, like, Pedersen from Iowa, Denny Stevenson from um, Omaha, and all the fast kids were down south. The further away from home, you knew that you had to bring it. Because if you didn't give a good effort, it was like it was 12 hours home from Lake Whitney. Gary was and giving it was you the red ass. And it was chewing my ass out the whole <laughs> way home. We'd stop at, like, Hardee's or something to get some gas and food. My dad would be like, you want something to eat? And it's like... No, <laughs> you know, whatever you're getting, Dad. Yeah, yeah, I'll nah, have a bite. Uh, but but I mean, okay, as, you're, as you're much <laughs> as I hated it then, you know, you look back like, yeah, it was tough love. But what I was getting at is that he realized that this is something that I was good at, and he identified that this was my passion. So, so now that I'm a parent and adult and all this, you say, okay, this is what he's this is what he's into. I'm not going to let him slack. And he recognized something. And I'm very, very thankful. Trust me, at the time, I would have been like, can you just stop yelling at me? <laughs> but the point of it was, let me I ask know, you, the point, no, the point of it was, is give it 100%. Yeah. He's giving everything, every dollar we had, everything in our family. My little sister, she did air filters a long time. Like, trust me. Like, so everything in the family unit went into racing motocross. And, and he knew that. He's an adult. He knows what it takes to make all this yeah. stuff happen. I'm a kid. I didn't realize that. So I'm thankful every day that, that he didn't let me slack off. Yeah. yeah that's it okay. wasn't easy to take. No, 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 no exactly. No, no. no, for sure. But, it, but I, I guess what I was getting at, though, I'm not saying that it wasn't, uh, you guys didn't take it seriously, but I remember, and I grew up racing in Montana. Maybe it was different. Yeah, it was. But... The, <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> Try being from Durban, South Africa. I'm just saying, the There's night before different. the races, everybody was camping out. <laughs> Kids were riding their BMX bikes. Oh, it I was, was doing fun. that. I it was, was that. fun. That's, you don't see that anymore. No, like, yeah, but we had, oh, dude, we were BMX central, like bicycles. We had mopeds. We had ATC 70s. My dad was like, he put oh, gas in everything <laughs> he could put in. We drug all that shit to the races. If there were places where there was the farms, you could ride. We rode everything and my dad was amazing. Every, I don't know how he did it. Like, we didn't have any money or nothing. Like, it was, uh, yeah. I, I couldn't have wished for a better childhood. So did your sister get feel neglected throughout your childhood because your dad was just yeah. constantly with you? Yeah, yeah. I, she definitely did because she wanted to ride horses and stuff. And she's a, like one of the coolest people on earth now. So she, she made it through. Yeah. And your dad's um, like, like horse racing, horse riding is freaking expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stick he's to like, dirt bikes. No, but so here's, here's, remember I talked about all those air filters that I had to do when I was a kid, right? I mean, hundreds if not thousands, right? Since I have been riding Husqvarna, which was the summer of 2016, so how many years is that? A couple Sounds years. Sounds like a song. 
Yeah. So Samara no dog 16. dies right now. Okay, good. So I, to this day, since I've been on Husqvarna, I have not even taken the side panel off to look Which at an clips air filter. on. I have not done one air filter in the last three years <laughs> since I've been on Husqvarna, and I'm loving it. I got two guys that work on my bikes, and I'm like... <laughs> Air filter days are done. You're so soft. Dude. I don't. So I soft. don't give a shit. <laughs> hey, I am factory not, ass. Yeah, totally factory. So that's factory. Yeah. BJ and Scott, you guys got my back, and I love it. And no, he he drops off the bike and goes to the nail salon. Dude, I don't even wash it. <laughs> yeah. I don't wash it. Am I Kansas City or what? I when you say wash, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I have. Did not, you guys get wash it on anything? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, the crick and then wash it. Hey, but you guys know how to. Well, you got a shop, and you probably got some to work on your bikes. But you guys ever think, oh, I need a rear tire, need a new rear tire, and then you think about changing it and everything involved. And you're like, it's ah, not bad. I'd go another day. <laughs> No, hey, who's, I've, who's, I've looked at air filter, who's looked at their air filter and like brushed the dirt off and like it's got another day in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's every hand goes up. That's yeah, everyone exactly. <laughs> well, I so it's my true. mom is here visiting from Montana. She's here today, and uh, we were talking about all the neglect my sister Stacy took because it was all just about my racing when I was young. You know, my my dad was into it 100, percent and he basically ignored my sister. So and it turns out it's still all about Pinger. <laughs> well, my sister yeah. was so neglected, she had to marry a dungy just to get some just attention. Just to get some attention. Well, so, there you go. Mm. She signs autographs now. Yeah. Um, so, who, who are you growing up racing with? And you mentioned, like, Swap. He came from So, that'd be Chad Iowa. Patterson from Iowa. Denny Stevenson. I mean, there was all the kids in Oklahoma. And was there anyone in Tommy Nebraska Newman or in uh, Kansas, though? Just or? Denny. Denny's literally, of, of the 10 people that live in Nebraska, he was one of them. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> so, but it was, it, was, it was horrible because we would show up to races, and we'd be in the 80 expert class, and there'd be, like, me and Denny and, like, nobody else. And our dads would, like, sweep. This is when you'd go in front of the gate, and they'd sweep the gate off. Like, all the way to the first turn. <laughs> so, like, mammoth now. So they and actually, we'd ride they, stock they, modified 105, and, he, and Denny and I, he's my dear friend, we, we, we talked about it. It's like every race, didn't matter what it was, a regional or a, just a local race, which all you old people know what local races are. Nobody knows what those are anymore. But, yeah, no. but we'd always split motos. One of us would win three, one of, and the other one would win three. But the kicker was, whether you had a good drive home and you got ice cream on the way home, is if you won two overalls, and the other guy just won one, right? <laughs> so if you were the guy that won one overall and not two, then your ass is grass. Gary was eating your ass oh, up all the way home. And the best thing is Denny, <laughs> Omaha's like three more hours north, so he got his ass chewed even longer. So. Uh, that's yeah. great. So at what point did you start getting some factory support? What year was that? 1980. I was With nine, Cowie. With, uh, no, I was Yamaha. So my first sponsorship with Yamaha was in 90, or I'm sorry, 80. Okay. Um, for um, uh, Cliff Lett, ran the amateur program. Dude, they had a factory in-house 60 rider. And they offered it to me, I think it was 82. They were going to fly me out here for all the NMA qualifiers and all that stuff. I was 11, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and my dad's like, yeah, this, this is not our program. This is not what we're about. They offered it to Lowell Thompson, who had a fantastic amateur uh, career. Right? He was super, badass, super, super fast. It's funny, I've heard that name, but I yeah. don't know much yeah. about him, but I've yeah. heard it. So from and, Idaho and my dad Washington. said, no, this is, uh, yeah, this isn't the program that we're going to run. And I remember, like, why can't I do that? And I'm like, 11. I look back like, <laughs> 11? My kid's 11. I'm gonna f- I can't even think of flying him to England to play soccer. Like, for, yeah. like no, not going to happen. So that was that little guy right there. That was about 84. 
83. I was cute, huh? Look at you. What happened? A little show pony. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it, man. That was right before you had to. So, your, and, then, uh, and then, yeah, so I rode Yamaha Amateur, 83, 83. You got my first Team Green program with Mark Johnson and um, Jose Gonzalez and, man, all those guys and just uh, Team Green program from the uh, 84 to 89. Fantastic. Bruce Sternstrom was there. Mark Johnson. Sternstrom um, was there. So yeah, you were an amateur. That's what's funny. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Some so of the same 84, names, yeah. still yeah. there. Yeah. And all Crazy. the guys, I mean, all the Team Green Techs, and the, it's really interesting the guidance that they provide. It's not just the free parts and all that stuff. And I think my dad still has a parts account with Team Green. <laughs> he, nobody in the history of Team Green has ever used more parts than my dad. Yeah. Yeah. You talk to Johnson and those guys, like, and, but, but if you keep winning, the parts keep coming. Sure. So, yeah. Uh, well, what, so what's interesting is Bruce Schoenstrom was the manager. Schoenstrom. What did I say? Schoenstrom. It's hard to say. You, well, listen, if there's a J and like also, a, an umlaut and all say. kinds of shit. So he's head of racing at Kawasaki now, head of all racing. So, But he was ahead of the Team Green program when he was an Sometimes amateur. Sometimes he Went has a J. Skis. Sometimes it's a silent J. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. now he came back when you were there. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Yeah. And then yeah. he, when I won the, um, um, what's now, the Monster Energy Supercross title. So he was the uh, team manager then. Yeah. So, yeah. That's rad. Interesting. Yeah. I and mean, that was like so 13 years later. Who got that Yamaha ride then? That you uh, were Lowell Thompson. Oh, yeah. Lowell Thompson guy. Yeah, you remember, you've heard the name Mouse McCoy. Mouse McCoy yes. was in that time. Yeah. And all that. Yeah, he's, yeah. So that was Eddie Hicks era. Or oh just man, all that. that, all that era. Like there's, there were so many of those kids, and I, you know, when you're 11 years old, <coughs> I mean, there were 20 kids that were amazing, and then the way yeah. I kind of look at it is there's like this pyramid, and you keep grinding it out, and you're literally looking towards the next race. Like I never looked any further ahead than the next race for decades and then next thing you know it's like i'm at the supercross banquet and i'm holding the ama supercross championship trophy and it's like shit how did i how did i get here i was just a little kid i was just that kid yeah and then next thing you know here you are so i don't know it seems like your era when you were on mini bikes not every not only everybody we saw in that video just now but like john kitch uh, hammering hank marie rick simmett there were so many fast kids back then i don't feel like Maybe just the, the the local racing scene has shrunk so much. You don't yeah. have that many, but yeah, amateur, yeah, local racing. There were so many fast kids back then. The 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 race of champions at the World Mini was like yeah. unbelievable. That was cool. Uh, everybody racing it was started on Yamahas, right? And then it went mm-hmm. to Kawasaki's. Identically prepared KX80s. And somehow, the, I yeah, I mean, that. what an I advantage you had for the event. So at the World Mini Grand Prix, at the end of the day Sunday, they would, they would have the race of champions. So it was all the top 80cc. Um, riders from all the brands, but like during that time, I rode Kawasaki and it was sponsored by Kawasaki, so I'm used to this. Yeah. And that was back in the days, the bikes were all quite a bit different. But and so you'd all ride these stock bikes that you know, and you drew a number and and all this stuff. There's some photos and stuff, and you look through that yeah. one photo from from Vegas where like Budman's got the full like <laughs> swoosh, yeah. going, and yeah. Denny's like this much taller than everybody yeah. else, and yeah, it was. It was cool. I mean, I look back on it just as, uh, you know, as great memories. I mean, it was really a golden era of amateur motocross then, for sure. Well, you would never see Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki go, oh, yeah, that's cool. Go ride a Kawasaki no. for this race. Yeah, you know? yeah. That, that would happen. never happen. I was going to say, yeah. could you imagine that now? No, it <laughs> yeah. just it doesn't happen. Not going to happen. Thumb through. Okay. Oh, we're going to fast forward. Awesome. What else we got? We got, we got, yeah, you the sent 18, us a bunch of really so that was, cool that was, photos. Uh, it's probably Loretta. The this is, I, just, I literally just, yep. uh, yeah, on, on the seats. I used to silk screen that myself. So I had the silk screen thing, you know, you like take the ink yeah. and all that. Yeah, I did that. You myself. did that? Yeah. And the Jofa, dude, you were a half face. I was, me and Jeff Ward were the last uh, to the hold the open face. Yeah. Yeah. 
PJ One, everybody was sponsored by oh, P1. Yeah. Steve oh, Schaefer, was he your yeah, guy? Yeah, dude. Hey, we went through so much oil and stuff back then, yeah. Now the worst part is I, if you, you if, have a Jameson on my helmet these days. Yeah, yeah, I was going to yeah, say. Yeah. Anybody from Jameson out there? <laughs> yeah. Good, yeah. Uh, We're looking for you, all yeah, of us. So. so when did the move to California come? So I started coming out for the Golden State Series. Anybody race Golden State back in the day? Yep. So I uh, started coming out for uh, the 86, so like January 86, and I lived down in Costa Mesa. Um, stayed out here for like three months, and then the next year came back, and then each year, like in the winter time, and then pretty soon I'm like, yeah, I'm not going home, Dad. Mm. Yeah. So I was living up in Ritchie Canyon with Joel and Jeremy Albrecht. I was living at their house. So, yeah, and then eventually I made the move out. So I, I, I made the move out um, that is funny. in 89. Okay. Talking about Joel. Yeah. Oh, Joel <laughs> I mean, and Jeremy, they... Yeah, when you talk about them, I mean, the history moving forward, but we'll get to that. that uh, that's crazy. That you met them, that you were tight with them then, yeah. because, yeah, we know where that went. Well, they were both racing back then, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Both those boys. Yeah. Yeah, Joel rode uh, North County Yamaha factory team, and then, you know, fast forward some years, and then all of a sudden, I need a mechanic uh, at uh, factory Kawasaki, and so I hired my buddy Jeremy Albrecht, and we won a bunch of championships together, so, yeah, yeah it was good. It's funny, it was your buddy, like you said, I mean... Mm-hmm. There was yeah, the, but the Ritchie Canyon scene. So when I came out to California in, in like '89, I mean everybody would come up to Joel and Jeremy's, and I mean there'd be like 15 lowered mini trucks. Anybody have a lowered mini truck? <laughs> <laughs> Wolfers too big for pumping two live crew in the oh, back. Two oh, live, yeah. yeah, all yeah, that yeah. right. <laughs> Right? Um, just don't worry if the seat's forward. We're, we need some woofers back here. <laughs> like, boom, boom. Like, all yeah. oh, the bolts are falling off yeah. the thing. Uh, yeah, and, and Richie Canyon, I mean, and so that sort of two or three years just before the first Krusty Demons of Dirt came out, that that time in Richie Canyon was insane. Like, I mean, the road jumps and all the, like, free riding that we yeah. did was just... I mean, it's all blown out now. You can't, there's houses and everything yeah. now. But I mean, that, I, I think back on some of those times. I mean, we'd literally have 15 of us that would just go ride and we'd fill up with gas. And so you go out, and this was part of the training. You know, it wasn't like you were busting out laps, but like your bike skills and stuff. And you would just go out and you'd find some jump or cliff jump or something. And one guy decides to do it. And so then it's like, oh, now we all got to do it. Everyone's got to do it. You know, and you were just trying to one up each other and Mm -hmm. and all that. So nobody had any phones or anything. There's no pictures of it or nothing. Such a shame. Those times were incredible. I I moved out here in 94 and I tagged along with you guys a bit back then. Um, Randy Lawrence was my mechanic. Phil was part of your regular crew. So I kind of got drawn into it. Uh-huh. And that was still going on then. We were still going out yeah, from Yeah, it was a good times. So some of the best riding and just the funnest times in uh, in uh, motocross. And that really came through, obviously, Krusty Demons of Dirt and Terra Firmas and Moto Triple X and all those <laughs> videos days. and the whole thing. You know, there, part of that was some really great riding and part of it was just a bunch of nonsense. But overall, that was that was what motocross evolved into. So. Yeah. Well, I, I, I can speak from a different angle. You guys were a part of it. I was that kid in South Africa that watched it and I was like, oh. That's where I want to be. Like, that's something I want to do At one day. At the Pimp like, and Ho party. Amazing. That's where you wanted to be. Abs- whatever. I w- I, any of that. Anything where you said you could tag <laughs> on our coattails. <laughs> I was that guy. I would have been stoked. But it's funny you talk about that because it was, I remember watching all those days and um, it was funny. I just heard today even there's, you know, Twitch and a bunch of the boys are planning to go out there because of the rain and all that. And, and so mm. even though it went away... Certain guys uh, kind of guys... keep it with the with the, with the minimal open land left. They're bringing back some cool stuff yeah, too. And, the, and like the we did a video shoot with Shift MX, I don't know, 2014 or something out in Ritchie, and there was a group of guys that this was kind of their turf 
Ooh. You did like this Richie Canyon like crew. Surfing. Like we were the original Richie Canyon crew, Buddy, J Bone, all those guys. But these like that's there and they built all the jumps and they like, yeah. yeah, it's cool if you guys come out and ride on our jumps. And I swear I swear to God, so we're out there and it had rained and stuff and it was super cold. And these guys are out there like building jumps for us, right? Because everyone's can hit all these jumps. Um and I watched this guy crush a 12-pack of Coors Light throughout the day in jeans, right? And he's like having some other things that are now legal. Um, <laughs> and then he gets on his bike and is like going out doing like Superman seat grabs and stuff later on in the day. Just, I mean, I, and I'm like, dude, I'd be in my van eating potato chips right now if that was the case. <laughs> like, it was amazing. And I'm just like, I mean, they just were on a different level and... and um, and so that's what the sport is to them, you know. And Richie, there's no better place to ride a dirt bike than Richie Canyon. It was absolutely amazing. It was incredible. Yeah. Remember the, the kamikaze? Kamikaze. You up. know, Billy, Billy Feltz was actually the first one to jump kamikaze. Or Joel, I remember maybe. hearing about that. Joel or, Joel or Billy Feltz. And I, and I remember the first time, hey, we, we got this cliff jump. You guys know what we're talking about? The first Krusty Demons of Dirt? It's like just a big, I mean. It the, may be in the, this video if the, we can play the, it. No, that's, oh, yeah. But. The, it was this massive wall that came back at you. That's Richie Canyon. Yeah, yeah, the snake run. Yep, that was That was uh, when they not... used to have rain. There's Jeff. Oh, we're getting right it there. now. There's a... Dunes, yeah, it was fun. Oh, there it is. Hello. Can you imagine Langston at Club Rubber back then? This, this place would have gone. Yeah, he would have just yeah. had, it burned so, to the ground. So Kamikaze was absolutely amazing. And the first time we went to jump it, and it just had this big hole in it. And you hit it, and then you would like fade like six or eight feet off to the left. It was really technical. It was angled. You couldn't really tell, but it had an angle. So when you would hit it, you would just drift. It came back at you. And you're like down at the bottom going, nah, there's no way we're jumping this. And then Joel would hit it, and then Billy would hit it. And then, of course, you're like, well, I got to hit it. Like, yep. I, can't, I can't not do it, you know. And then that's the, you know, Seth tried to hit it. And, of course, we know what happened most of the time. But <laughs> I think yeah, he, but it was epic, yeah. yeah. He let the bike go. That is my go. backyard. My, oh, good yeah. thing with Seth is he showed you Good thing I had my happened. safety glasses on. <laughs> yeah. Okay, hey, so watch Pingree get punked out right that's here. That's me in the gray sweatshirt. Boom! <laughs> yeah, Budman just punked him out. <laughs> hey, that's about usual, though, Ping. That's about usual. Yeah. That's yeah. how my whole racing career went right there. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Budman. Yeah, it was fun. So That, was, was, uh, that was a fun day. Yeah. And you had... That's actually something else I wanted to ask you about here. We're, we're skipping ahead, but you had some amazing parties at that house in Riverside. Right. Halloween parties. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, you got to go there. You had to be there. <laughs> yeah, All so right. we, we had this, uh, we, we used to, I don't know, my roommates, Denny and Matt, Dana, everybody were, let's do a Halloween party. And so then we called it the Fro Daddy's Ultimate Halloween Festival, like we were something, right? Like, we were, like, we, like it was Coachella or something. <laughs> right? But we made T-shirts But it was for a lot of people. No, no. Um, so we made T-shirts every year, too. So if you got a souvenir T-shirt somewhere along the line, you were, you were good, yeah. And it was like, and it was one of those nights where, like, McGrath and his crew would show up. So it was all cool. Like, everyone's good. And, and I had this uh, pool in the back and all this. And literally the next day, the pool was like a pond. <laughs> And we'd take, like, the little, you know, the, the like, filter thing. There were, like, you know, pagers. This is pager days, like, <laughs> knives and stuff. There were no cell phones, you know, bras and whatever. It was, it was I remember yeah. uh, Castillo showing up dressed as a girl one year. Do you remember that? Well, that's kind of He was how the he rolls, prettiest though. man I've ever seen. He still is. In lipstick, he still blush. Is. Oh. He still, he, hey, he showed up once as, like, um, Fred Flintstone. <laughs> but he didn't make it. By the time the party started, he was, he was done. So... <laughs> 
Sorry, Dave. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah and then uh, one year we had our buddies from Strung Out. Anybody like Strung Out, punk band Strung Out? Yeah. So they played the party, and um, so they were kind of set up by the pool. And then I remember, you know, all the chaos is going on, and then I realized that the singer was in the pool, like in the shallow, <laughs> with the microphone, which is hooked up to electricity, in the pool <laughs> singing. Like in oh, that's please, right. They please helicopter mics. <laughs> please, please helicopter flying around and stuff. And it was like, we're all going to jail here. Yeah. But that Listen, night, everything worked out. Nobody died. It when Strung Out is playing at your party and they're in your pool, that's a good party. Yeah. You've done something right. Yeah, you don't stop right. telling them about you know electrical issues and no no no. You, you're just like you know that's what? part of the lecture. I'll get out. Yeah, that's just I'll the get lecture. out and I'll watch yeah. this. This will be great. Be electric fine. <laughs> all right, your first pro year, 1990. Uh, yeah. On Cowies. No, I actually rode, um, I rode Anaheim in 1989. I, uh, well, actually, I rode uh, the last motocross race in 88 at uh, Washougal. Okay. I'm like, Dad, I'm an expert now. I want to go ride a race. And I, whole shot of the race, led 21 minutes, faded to seventh, and like, you know, no training. Like, no race I had ever done was longer than 21 yeah. minutes. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I rode Anaheim in 89. Uh, I was still an amateur rider all year. Um, it was like a pro-am thing. It was a lot different than what it is now, a uh, year before that. Um, and <laughs> Anaheim Stadium was the Look old uh, configuration. Right. Look off yeah. into the distance. Yeah, Hand on your hip. Butt out. Yep. She yep. was hot, back, dude. Was Look hot. cool. Look casual. Yeah, like said, that's just how <laughs> I was. Like there's that's, no camera I was just on hanging you. out. I was just hanging out in the hills. That's what, that's hey, what we did. Hey, what's cool? Yeah. No. God damn it, this is my story. You guys are interrupting a very important moment of my career. We do this all the time. This is something new. This is not new. Yeah, but I see the 47. Yeah, 740. Yeah. No, not 747. You were a 747. Yeah, but I was still amateur there. Something. No, but that's 47. Yeah. Where do you see a 747? There is 747. Right there. Right there. Put it in the shades. There it is. Oh, yeah, but I was That's the first one. year. So that was my first race. That wasn't even no, my helmet. You guys helmet. Were trying to make it look bad. That was Jeremy Albrecht's helmet. <laughs> the old sh- that so was a think show. about how different it was. We basically showed up to Anaheim. Okay? I'm still an amateur, but I'm going to ride Anaheim 1 for 5 Supercross. I'm not even wearing my own helmet. <laughs> okay? That's Jeremy's helmet. Jeremy Albrecht, who would win the Supercross title together. Um, and so I'm in the first heat race, and the stadium was the old, old stadium, 72,000 people. A whole shot lead the heat race the, all the way to the finish. Whole shot to checkers. First heat race of the night. Main event, I get the whole shot. And Chicken was the guy, right? Jeff Pantasovich was, he was unbeatable. I lead, if I remember correctly, and like I said, I'm not sure my packs are straight. <laughs> this could be way off. <laughs> this could be, if you watch the race, it's probably completely different than my story. But I led 11 of 15 laps. Matasevich passes me, and I was like, I, I want to pass him back. I want to win this race. Miss my rear brake. I go over the berm, you know, finish like a seventh or ninth or something. And, but, but the point is, is that, so I was a kid that was, that was fast enough and talented enough to do that, but yet I was unknown and I was an amateur kid. Borrowing helmets. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, are, there are 20 kids that have better rides than that these days oh, yeah. that are still amateur, yeah. right? Oh, so yeah. it, was, it was a different time, but it was amazing, yeah. Uh, it was fun. Big change. And so that, that night factory Kawasaki in 1990, though, right? Yeah, then I moved up their factory team in 90, okay. uh, with, uh, and I was just with uh, the uh, Road to Recovery um, uh, pole position karting event the other night, so I was with uh, Jeff Ward and Jeff Matasovich, three of us, probably hadn't been together since the end of 1990. Yeah. Uh, the only guy that was missing from the team that year was Johnny O'Mara. So anybody remember Johnny O'Mara? Yeah. 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 He was rad. He was awesome. 
It still is. He he's still, still is. Still no, with he's alive. He's, he's still with yeah. us. No, still rad. <laughs> and, yeah. He's and got new knees from what I understand. But <laughs> yeah. he's still Fake here. knee, but still here. He's yeah. still here. Uh, he's with your brother, uh, Brian. They're yeah, still yeah, alive. They're, they're hanging out somewhere. Where, yeah. Um, <laughs> and Emic still kicked my ass in the go-kart. <laughs> what is it? Well, come on, dude. Yes. That's, that's the Halloween party. Chad Watts. Yes. Oh, is that Monica back there? No. No. All right. All right. Sure. That is Chad Watts. That's Ricky Carmichael's old mechanic in the gold vest. That guy uh, in the he, gold vest <laughs> and the guy in the blue both had to do with multiple Supercross championships <laughs> at one point. Yeah, so exactly. Right. That's how we rolled in the 90s. That was, the, that was Fro Daddy's ultimate Halloween festival. So anybody want to go there? Would you like to go to that party? Anyone? Yeah, it was a good year. I would hey. have to say, hell yeah. I would love oh, to. Oh, you know Langston would be there. <laughs> I'd be your number one fan. I'd be the door knocking it. Hey, down. our shows are going to look like that from now on. We're just going to dress like that. We've got a whole party at the next live yep. show, everybody. So get your... Um, yeah. Leather pants and whatever. Ralph actually probably had that suit, but not for a party. He'd probably lived that. <laughs> <laughs> Different color. Oh, that's great. It depended right. on the, the, the company's corporate color. If it was Fox, yeah. he wore blue. If it was someone else, yeah. he wore a different color. Yeah, yeah so, yeah, that was, uh, it was a good time. So, Ponka, so, keep flipping through. Oh, and I want to I bring something up, too, because I, I remember you saying something about Ponka, and I can't remember the year. You were on 80s, and you won an 80 stock class. Yeah. And your dad was like in tears after the race. Yeah, and, so you, and it was like a moment for you. Went, wow, I, I yeah, this he's gonna, we're having fun, and now he's going to get real. I might cry. No, don't cry. Uh, uh, I'm just it's something I remember hearing you say. So, '86, Bradshaw really was the kid. He rode uh, Yamaha. I mean, the R and D guys with Gaddis and Budman and whoever else R and D Suzuki had at the time were amazing, and Rick Simmett and whoever. I don't remember exactly how the shuffle of everything was, but I. I really wasn't like I wasn't quite the kid yet. Like '87 was probably gonna be my year, and it was. But of course, but um, joking. <laughs> I was, I was you guys a cocky prick. No, 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 no. I'm joking. I thought I was missing something. Yeah. No. So I go out, and so the the stock class is what the manufacturers. That was like, you know. Kawasaki, Suzuki, Yamaha. It made the brand look good. Yeah. More than Honda, the they yeah, all yeah. wanted that. And then the modified classes was your Pro Circuits, your DMCs, yeah. your, your, you know, all of, all of your bars competition. Bars, yeah, yeah, all those guys. So, um, but to win the 80 stock class, that was like the creme de la creme. That was it. And, and I, I did well in my qualifier, and then I went out on Sunday morning at Ponca City, and, and I won the 80 stock class. And I remember pulling off the track. And that was like a big thing at the time, right? The biggest accomplishment I had ever had. And my dad was crying. And like Bruce Ernstman was probably on at that time. I mean, it was like, you know, all of Team Green's there. Like it was a big deal at that time. And, and he was crying. And I remember like really being like, well, like thinking, okay, this is something. I just accomplished something really important because of his uh, reaction to it. Yeah. yeah. And maybe you don't grasp that as a kid. Like no. you say, it was kind of a moment that hit you. Yeah, I'm like, can I have some money for a corn dog and some ice <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, you can get two. All right, Dad, can I go ride my BMX bike now uh, to get here? I, I, was I, I had the same thing with, with my dad when I won the world championship in Europe. Mm -hmm. And I remember that's when it hit me. And, and my uncle Andrew, who you know quite well and mm -hmm. you've seen around, but he was my mechanic. And my dad was sort of my guardian, my driver, whatever. But he's your but dad, I, yeah. Yeah. He's kind of responsible for you. <laughs> <laughs> but at the t but in the in the beginning he signed my contracts he drove yeah. us around you, oh, know, yeah. you know that goes so I think that's why when you say like dads get emotional I remember when I won the well title like pulled up and I was just like I'd already planned before and I was going to win and then you get there 
And I remember seeing everyone so emotional, and you were more wound up. Yeah. And it was almost like... But you don't realize the significance of it and... And well, for you, you're, you're just right. doing your stuff, and your dad's been working his ass off. And then for you realize when, yeah, when, when, he, when happen, he says yeah. why he cried, and you, he tells you he sold his house, moved across mm-hmm. the world for his kid, and this, yeah. and you go, "Wow, shit got real." But you, you know? don't even so, you don't even grasp it until but you. That's become what I'm saying. I understand. I can totally understand what yeah. your dad cried about, and what he went yeah, through. Yeah, it was and, cool. But it's cool to see and. Funny so that. so we all have kids now. Can I just ask you? I, I feel like my parents were out of their minds to let me race. Like, do you ever have you ever taken your kids riding and they like get a little squirrely or they're headed for a tree and you're like, oh my god, like you could die. Yeah. Why did my parents well, let me do this? I, I don't parents. know, man, but I think of myself as a pretty good coach. <laughs> no, maybe it's she's gonna kill me. Maybe it's yeah. Oh, it's my coaching now. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this guy <laughs> is a dick. What are we saying? <laughs> hey, you know, we can certify you through the United <laughs> oh, States Motorcycle right. Coaching oh, Association. Always the businessman. So we right, are happy me. to uh, put right. you through a coaching certification to where that. If, uh, and you have two daughters, correct? Yeah. Two daughters. So, yeah, if they want to learn to ride dirt bikes and have that experience, we can, we can help you be a better parent. Thank that's, you. That's what we do. We're, making, we're making families better. Thank that's you. A, that's a, yeah. And that's I, coming I from really a champion to a non-champion, <laughs> just so you know. I quit. I'm getting out of here. It was a hell of a run, though, Ping. I was pulling for you, buddy. <laughs> right up until the end, right? Two championships. Just two, so two he lost by the... Yeah. yeah. That's right. I have He's scars. Sure I don't two. have titles. I have he scars. Bit, yeah. And uh, so we, that's almost... Oh, but if we dig deeper, we could find more. I, I went too far. He was that close. <laughs> it's amateur stuff, I guarantee you. <laughs> and uh, it's official. I hate both people that I'm at this desk with, folks. Uh, moving hey, on. Mission moving complete. Moving on. Mission accomplished. Um, all right. Oh, he's got. He's all flushed. Um, let's move on. Uh, let's, uh, let's talk about. Let's talk about your together. first title. Talk about the weather. Ninety-two. Yeah. Ooh. You went. Uh, you had a pretty good year on that cow. You got a factory Yamaha deal. Yeah, but basically, 91. Bevo Forte from Scott USA. You guys know who Bevo is, right? He basically he had a lot of belief in me, and I I had worn Scott forever, and and uh, one of his you know dear friends with Keith Keith uh, McCarty who ran the program at uh, Yamaha. And Bevo was like, man, I think this kid's got something. Just he, you know, he's, uh, you know, um, a, a, you know, um, you know, um, a Kawasaki doesn't have a ride for him, and you need to do something with him. And so, I really think Bevo had a lot to do with me getting that ride on a factory Yamaha. So then it was Doug Dubach, Bradshaw, and uh, myself. So I had an in-house 125 ride, and unfortunately, um, 1991. That was that was uh, the first year. Is the bike literally was the slowest bike ever sold on a showroom floor. I mean, he may buy a 1991 YZ125. One stupid person in the back. Right? It was, yeah. That's, <laughs> oh, there's another. That's there's Andy another. His, friend, his friends are doing this. Yeah, and that's Taylor, when you know it's so, not good. No, but, 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 but so even here's the, the story. So the 92 championship, the story of that starts in the fall of 1990 when I signed for Yamaha. And this bike was horrible. It had a really bad bog and all these problems. And the race team that we had, uh, Bob Oliver building the engines and John R. building the suspension and Keith and Steve Butler, my mechanic, who now is head of research and development for Yamaha. We had to take a bike that wasn't very good and make it really good. And so it took us a while. And then in uh, around 1992 is when things really sort of came together and the bike was ripping. And That bike was, was great, too, if I remember right. That yeah. 92 YZ125. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. If you looked at the cylinder from a stock cylinder to our cylinder, the, like uh, the transfer ports and intake, it didn't look at all the same. They just basically... They ground it all out and redid it all. Yeah, it was great. Started over from a solid but see, block. But, but from growing up in a race shop with my dad, I had all of that experience, like testing and all that. Like I did all that when I was a kid. Mm. So... 
I've always thought Funny. of myself as a really good test rider, especially when it comes to engines. I was really picky. I was really precise. Like I know what I'm feeling and I know like about, you know, like flow and bass pressures and all these sort of like all this sort of stuff that like most kids didn't know about. And so that was probably the advantage that I had and why we were able to take a bike that wasn't very good. I had the desire and the knowledge to want to make it better. I had the mechanic, Steve Butler, who naturally we know now is a research and development based sort of mind. Um, along with, with the race team and everybody involved. And we developed this, this engine. We really worked hard on it. And so by kind of the end of 1991, we had a 125 that was the production bike, like the bike that Jimmy Button and those guys had to ride. Mm-hmm. It wasn't so good. Not so good. <laughs> yeah, you tell him. Ask Button about it sometime. He's like, dude, my bike was so slow. The DGY Yamaha. He got to ride my test bike one day, and he's like, I quit. Yeah, I, mean, I, yeah, yeah, I went yeah. to yeah. So, But the great thing, so here's the story about 92 is that so those bikes back in the days, um, uh, the actual, were you done? Yeah, he's leaving. That's fine. Get out of here. His overactive yeah. bladder. Yeah. yeah, he's. So the carburation, the carb. <laughs> Two fifths uh, of vodka will do that to you. <laughs> <laughs> so the carburation on those bikes were really bad. They had a really bad bog to it, right? And, and Butler would take and just, we're constantly working on the jetting because the name of the game was getting the jetting perfect, right? And one day he's like, hey, we're going to go try something. We're not going to tell Bob and Keith and everybody about it. We're going to go try this carburetor and try this carburetor. And it's like, wow, that was really good. What was the deal? So he just took and he's like, well, I kept changing the pilot jet out. And the pilot jet, no matter which way he went, it didn't do anything. Like nothing. So it was literally a main jet and a pilot or a needle jet and a main jet. Um, And so we started testing it and then we felt good about it. So then we like, hey, race team guys, we've kind of been working on something. So we ended up, the bike that I won the 92 motocross championship on, we called it the monojet carburetor. It just had a needle and a pilot jet, and that was it. So no, or a needle and a main jet, sorry. Um, and each needle, uh, this is like archaic, you know, back in the days. So the race bike and the test bike each had a set of needles, and if it was like too like lean in a spot, they'd like figure out where it was at, and they'd take out a file like file the needle jet down and that was the needle label it red bud 92 and that's the the needle for red bud and the heat and they take all the data down and so we had this carburetor that was fully custom um wow. that nobody else had and, and the bike was absolutely ripping and had i think it was 83 point uh deficit on mike uh, larocco that i had to overcome in in the summer of 92 and Started at Redbud, right? You won that wanted, round. Wanted it, wanted it in the tear. last race. Yeah, and I remember, yeah. I remember you telling me um, you like to ride the day before the race. And back then, nationals were on Sunday. Sunday, yeah. You do practice or press day on Friday, and you'd have all day some, Saturday. Some, sometimes we would ride Saturday, but um, because of the time change, you know, usually you're going back east or whatever. Um, I always wanted to get up early on Saturday morning because I knew I had to wake up early on Sunday. And so Butler and I, if we had the Yamaha van or we had rented a van, we would take the race bike out that he built that, that week and we'd go find some place. And I'm telling you, I literally, we took the bike to this dude's backyard one time <laughs> in Minnesota. He's like, I got a track and we're like phoning, you know, it's not like day, you know, how things are today. We literally rode in some guy's backyard and I'd go ride about 20 minutes on the bike. So everything would be set. We'd get the jetting like just perfect. And then Sunday morning would come around. We were, we were ready to go. Yeah. So. I, remember, I always thought that was, you know, because back then we would all go to the mall. Well, no, we, we, had, we, had, we had box fans. Actually, we still had box fans yeah. in 92, yeah. But I thought, it was, I thought that was a, like a, you know, I talked about your commitment to whatever it is you're doing. And I thought that was really telling. Yeah. Can we get a Jameson for Jeff over here? 
we got a beer. We got a TLD beer break coming up, but it's a few minutes okay. out. Okay. Okay. So. All right. Um, That's why I hit the head. Yeah. You're right. But anyway, well, guys, I, I thought it was impressive. Uh, your your commitment. Yeah. To just whatever you're doing, like I, that always impressed me. And Butler, who was your mechanic, Steve still Butler. there at Yamaha today. Mm-hmm. So is Gara. So is John Arsler. All those guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's well, he? Bob Oliver is John Arsler uh, retired, but yeah. But oh, well, don't Bob let the Oliver. facts get in the no, way. No, no, no. Yeah, it's, it's a good uh, yeah, story. Exactly. Don't screw me up. And we've talked about this. Keep the facts out of it. Yeah, things. no, that's what I'm that doing. was a good story. Don't yeah, run. Yeah, no, Jeff had to screw me up and throw facts. <laughs> <in> it. <laughs> so it was a good run. Yeah, I was with Yamaha for five years and. Um, things had gotten pretty out of control by the end of 95, like my personal life and just, you know, our what lifestyles in general. Yeah. Oh, just nothing. <laughs> but, um, and, um, yeah, I mean, we had, uh, that was, that's actually Brian Lunas, multiple time champion, uh, mechanic for Bradshaw, uh, Rick RJ, Johnson. Yeah. Those yeah, bikes. So. Do look really that bike sick. Was, so the, that bike was time. so freaking fast, I could not even hold on to it. 95? But, 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 but even looking at the era, 94. look how factory that bike looks. The forks, the pipe, the yeah. side cover, how they even have the um, brake pedal wired Which is up, like standard. Like that was like no big deal. No, yeah. but I'm saying that's what, if you keep it in. Oh, oh, oh look oh. at that. Coming through. Don't call him a co-pilot, folks. Dude, what's that, <laughs> what's that? Get that ginger ale out of here, dude. What's he thinking? Well, well it just, just, just for Talk taste. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you guys feel bad. You guys feel bad for Ralph and have to give him a job. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Shit, I'll be his fluffer up in the booth there. Just you know, hey Ralph, there you go. Give us some good oh stuff. Two for you, one for me. Two right, for you, yeah. one for me. Seat bounce it, Ralph. Seat bounce it. <laughs> We're going quad. No more triples. Just a, just a drop. Oh, that is. Oh, there it is. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Two drops of ginger ale. Thank you, Ralph. <laughs> well, there you go. Like a NASCAR pit stop. It's a good man. It's a good man. It's a good man. You know what? I love our format. We, we don't really fucking sideways kind of, yeah. every time. It's, it's perfect. As you guys there say you in uh, South Africa, it's gone pear shaped. Dude, I could. T- yeah, I could tell that. Grant, do you have a question? What? Like, where's you? Come on, <laughs> get in the game, buddy. Get in the game. I've been more of a spectator right now because Piggy's got the good stuff. I'm like, I, I watch here, here, have days. some of this right here. <laughs> this is what it's like when there's three announcers on, on one That's uh, right. panel. That's right. That's race fuel. Yeah, it's like, do you need two more drops of ginger ale in it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That would have done it maybe better. <laughs> Way more better. Um, all right. So, so take us through the end of your Yamaha career here. Um, yeah, it was quick. There were multiple meetings. It's like, hey... <laughs> you know, what was going on? Dude, we were just out of control. I think back, like, God, why can't you get your shit together? Like, I wouldn't have put up with that either. Were you just partying a lot or what? It was just the lifestyle. It was like the, the 90s for motocross was like the 60s were yeah. for rock and roll. <laughs> yeah. it re- it, it, you know, it really was. And I agree. it was just, you know, um, and I mean, Keith McCarty, who ran Yamaha, I mean, He's still a dear friend. I, I love spending time with him you know, when I see him at races and everything. Um, but it's like, yeah, I just, I just kind of you know, burned the candle at both ends, if you will. But, and, and I wrote for Keith McCarty, too, and I think he feels the same way. But I think you laid a good path. So he was he's like, like oh, not- shit, I've seen this before. <laughs> he's like, I've I heard, seen I heard worse. this record. <laughs> I've seen worse. Yeah. He's like, GL, you just mid-pack. Well, yeah. I had Emmy. Yeah, but did you get arrested? <laughs> no. And we'll get there. <laughs> so just don't ruin your story. You got arrested we'll yet? Get there. So. But, but the Big is cutting the track. No, okay, right now. so so we go from so we go from Yamaha '95 um, um, 
Roy Turner at Kawasaki was like, dude, we want Emig. I was number two at the time. I was n- not knocking on the door with MC. I was right there. And I remember being with my, uh, my business manager, my agent, uh, Dave Stevenson, myself, and Roy Turner in his office at Kawasaki late one night. I signed the Kawasaki deal. And Roy, like, we signed the deal. And he turns around and he goes, I can't freaking believe it. We just signed Jeff Emig. And I was like, and Keith was like, where I was at, he was like, I'm so tired of dealing with your shit. <laughs> it was, it was, I mean, that was kind of the deal, you know, and, and uh, I mean, it was all my responsibility, but it was just, you know, kind of that I need to turn the page and, and, and do something different, and uh, Kawasaki was a great place for me to be. And so you really got serious and you quit partying when you went to Cali. <laughs> oh no! Oh, sorry. I jumped ahead. I did for like no, I did no. The, he, it's true. I did for like a month, and I went to the first two races in '96. Like I got to get serious about this. Like got this new ride. Kawasaki's paying me a bunch of money, and I had uh, a buddy of mine I was paying as my trainer is like basically babysitting me. Who is this? Uh, I can't even tell you because it's so. Uh, uh, Alex, you're, 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 you're Alex? Just, no, no, uh, no. You're too so, connected. That's no, but it was like you I'm paying you. Stories. I'm paying you to. Motive, like make sure I'm doing everything I need to do. Go to the first two races. I'm so balled up. I get arm pump. I can't even deal. We get to the third race with San Diego, and that was a race where me and Jeremy got into it in the heat race. I was like, tonight we are going out after the race. And then I was like, woo, I was super loose. I mean, I didn't win that night still, but of course Jeremy won. But but I was second. <laughs> That's I was as a good as a second. Yeah, yeah, no, it was a good. And it was. And then after that, it was like, okay, man, we just gotta do this. I just have to be me. And fortunately, Jeremy Albrecht, we had brought him on as my uh, mechanic, and Jeremy and I had been dear friends for long, you know, years, and we just did this together, right? And it was amazing. This is probably the f- my favorite photo from my racing career is uh, Glen Helen '97. Um, just yeah, I don't know, just something about that with the camo and all that is dominated. That, that gear is ridiculous. That well, gear is amazing. And y- you mentioned this helmet that's sitting right here behind us. Um, yeah, it wasn't a good one. <laughs> you said, I hated this helmet. I gave it back to Troy for a reason because it was like the most unlucky helmet you've ever had. <laughs> no, it wasn't unlucky. I was not. So this helmet was, uh, it says Supercross, motocross champion. So uh, I'm going to take you fast forward to this year. So our current reigning Supercross champion, Jason Anderson, opening round, kind of had a good race going and then he faded a little bit, right? He went third to 11th, right? And unfortunately... <laughs> for, for a champ, that's fading a lot. <laughs> no, no. I can top it. Oh, so this oh. was like round four in 1998. I was wearing this helmet. Seattle Supercross. And you can go back and check, watch the race, because I'm not even sure the facts are straight on this story at all. <laughs> With as strong as that Jameson, yeah. I don't think anything you're No, no, I've told this story. <laughs> so I whole shot the main event. <coughs> but it's good. It's I got really a number good. one plate on my bike. I whole shot the main event. I faded to 14th. And you could check Racer X Vault for the stats. I faded to 14th, and I never fell. Number one plate on this. It's heavy. embarrassing. Heavy. Yeah, it was not good. Not good. And that's why I'm like, must be the helmet paint, Troy. Sorry, I need <laughs> yeah. a new one. Here, put that on display yeah. and get me something. That helmet different. paint uh, job. Amazing, amazing paint job. But you notice how brand new it is? Because I wore it like once and I'm like, <laughs> out. Yeah, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, I was fortunate. I had some really high highs in my career and I had some really low lows. And I think that that's the perspective that I have that I probably brought to the broadcast the last 12 years is like, you know, yeah. Oh, what's this? Oh. St. Louis. You were a good starter and known to get real wide, huh? Big elbows. I, I like to ride my line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and his. And everyone else's. 
Uh, whatever works. Yeah. You did say before we started the show that you were. Are you the only person who ever won a title and then didn't ever win another race? Well, no, Donnie Hansen did. Oh, but, Donnie Hansen. But but uh, he had the injury, so yeah. That's a. Uh, that's a feather. That's a record yeah, record that you. I have. Oh yeah. Have you never won <laughs> after winning the title? Well, see. <laughs> Ha! Yeah, something ha. you just go ahead um, and make fun yeah. of me. I was ha. gonna say, I think I'm it. it's not like you're at the bar and she's <laughs> like, "Oh, you're that guy. You're the guy that never won after winning the yeah. title. Yeah. You are what? that guy off yeah, to be that guy. They don't. Yeah, that's not the deal. Trust me, that's not what you want to do. So you were kind of like rock star, the rock star guy of moto, right? Like it was that era. I there didn't never want be to be era. the other guys were all professional athletes. And I was like, I don't want to be a professional. I want to hang out with Ralph and the hairband guys. I want yeah. to be a rock star. Yeah. I got a tour bus. And you did it. What athlete has a tour bus? <laughs> you did it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, you no, actually no. brought the whole motorhome, I think, aspect well, into. Did he just say motorhome? Yeah, it's a prevo. You could, say, you could say a motor coach. The tour bus. That, is that a motorhome? What time's back? Hey, let, let, these, is that a motorhome or is that a, a motor coach? What is going on there? Come on, Langston. That's yeah, that thing's beautiful. Yeah, it's a tour bus. That was fun. You, you took a he page. He had rock stars in hey, there waiting for him. You took a page out of Sean Palmer's book. The, yeah, and went so I'm gonna. So no, I'm gonna. So now this, I'm gonna. I'm gonna preface this. The reason I sent this photo is because I'm like, who the hell is this guy, right? Um, I don't. I don't know what I was thinking then, and I was really judgmental of Jeffrey <laughs> Hurlings. You know the motocross uh, world champion. Yeah. In these new photos he's been taking with his, Lam- oh, yeah. with his Lamborghini or whatever, and I'm like, look at this guy. What the like. And then I seen this today when I was going through photos for you, and I'm like, <laughs> that's the same guy. <laughs> Who is this asshole? Who is this asshole? <laughs> exactly. And I, and I recognize it now, and I'm just like, oh, it's so embarrassing. Now, functionally, this, the, the coach was amazing, and it was now all the guys have, have rigs at the races and all that. We used to do hospitality out, of, hospitality out of this at the races before anybody did hospitality. Well, I, you know, Arnett... Myself, that's what we did. So we were kind of at the beginning of it, like it kind of wasn't time, but we had the idea. But then we kind of had this whole flavor. Hospitality is that is that how you uh, pronounce alcohol and recreational drugs? Yeah, well, (laughs) I wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) It's legal now. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) you rub it on a sore arm and stuff, and people, it's good for you. Yeah, Uh, it's like a new age thing. (laughs) Yeah, have you guys heard? Yeah, yeah. No, but it was it was it was super fun. That was an uh, amazing vehicle. We had a great time. Tim well, Dixon no. used to drive it. We just we we crushed it. One time we went to the <laughs> went to LA Forum for Beastie Boys concert, and um, <laughs> Ken Block from DC and everybody was with us. So we had like the VIP things, but we pulled in, and we 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 didn't have any special parking passes. And they like opened the gate and like waved us in, like next to the band, and we like back Dixon backed it in. We're like right next to all the rigs and stuff. It's like. All right. <laughs> That's fine. Good to see you, boys. That's awesome. I mean, let's put it this way. If I had the choice, I would still have it. There yeah. is no doubt. I, I would have came here tonight in it. Yeah, I was going to say. But I still had it. We'd be parked outside. I was going to say, because when the show's <laughs> over, it'd be bumping. Post show. Grant yeah. wouldn't be allowed in there. Yeah. yeah. No, he's, yeah. no, he'd still be in there. We'd be like, <laughs> can you get Grant? <laughs> be like, hey, there's an African yeah. knocking the door. No, I don't know if you want that level of hospitality going yeah. on. Yeah, no. You really, though, but that was your thing, man. You were... You were I don't you know guys where that, that came from. Like, I don't know how the you know little kid from Kansas City, like, why, I, I don't know how that happened, but the snowball was rolling. Yes. <laughs> um, 
Oh, go back to that picture uh, from Aust- Australia. Up a couple more. Uh, no, you got to go the other way. Right, right there. Mm. Up one, up one. Oh yeah, that's the my original favorite shot. picture. Of you. Yeah, I've seen. Anybody that remember one. this from the motocross of nations? What year? 1992. Manjimup. Yeah. This is this defies the laws of physics, dude. Yeah. Truly. Yeah. And the so pegs. the great story is so now there were two guys that faked their way into the race. These two guys from Australia. Scott Runsman, who's now, he's the head of Fox Racing Australia, and his buddy, who I think might be in prison now. Um, <laughs> Sounds about so right. So he had the camera. <laughs> Scott had the connection. They faked their way to get passes. They, like, whoever the promoter was at the time, they, like, wrote letters saying, oh, yeah, these people from this publication are coming out, but they're just two race fans, okay? The guy had, like, a little, like, 35 millimeter with, like, a lens that was this long, <laughs> right? <laughs> They faked their way into it, got these press passes. They had, like, track access and everything. There was one picture that the guy had where he was laying on the track because he had to get so close because he didn't have a very big lens. He takes the picture, and Scott pulls him off the track before Jean-Michel Bale rolls him, runs him over. Like, it's a true story. Like, I, I did a whole presentation with him a few years back in Australia. And this photo was, like, the guys like this with the camera, and they're just glorified fans. And they faked their whole way through the whole thing. They went, that night, they went to like the local place we can print. And this is way off in yeah, Nowhereville, yeah, yeah. Australia. And then the next photo, I had signed for them. Uh, I believe this, I had signed it the next day. So he brings it to the race yeah. the next day. Yeah. Wow. Well, you can tell it's not an awesome, it, it looks like it's a clip from the Zapruder film. Well, they missed, he grainy. missed the exposure and all that, that's for sure, but, or whatever that stuff. But I mean, you were literally dragging a handlebar mm-hmm. with your feet and on the standing. pegs. Mm-hmm. You're standing, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even know how that works. It was a good day. That was, uh, that was on Saturday. And practice. you guys won. Uh, that was Saturday, though. But you won that weekend. Who, with we a, did. With Morocco kind of, and Billy Lyles, yeah. That's right, Billy Lyles. The B team. I was going to, mm-hmm. yeah, but when you look at it, what was America's run? 13 or 14 years straight? That was, that was uh, 11, maybe, or 12. Yeah, Yeah, because uh, 94 was when the British... Sorry. LB hit a deer. He British did. won. Dude. The Americans yeah. didn't win. Yeah. And all hell broke. Yeah, so it was, uh, that track was so rough. It was so gnarly. Stefan Everts and I had a really great ride or great battle that day, and it was super fun. I, I mean... Uh, Billy was on the 500. Mike LaRocco rode the uh, rode the 250. It was a very very proud moment. I'm telling you, it gives you goosebumps the first time that you hoist the Chamberlain Trophy and they play the national anthem. It's like hearing the national anthem and you're on. It's it's like you're representing the country. It was you a, are. It was yeah. it was just like the feeling was just amazing, like over overwhelming. Yeah, well, it's like so, the Olympics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really is. Yeah. It's like the Olympics. Yeah. And uh, one thing, the U.S. have been really strong. And how many years were you on the winning team for the U.S.? Three of six. Three, yeah. Went six times in a row and won three of them, so. A little above. Perez, 96. Yep. Australia. Australia. Oh, um, Austria. Austria, that's right. Switzerland, we didn't win. Uh, Slovakia, we didn't win. Perez, and then Belgium. Wait, who won in Slovakia? (laughs) I'd rather not talk about that. Uh, Belgium. They did? Oh. Yeah. yeah. I got yeah. my facts wrong, too. I thought you guys did win. Yeah. Don't worry about the facts. Mud, the Motocross oh, of Nations. Wasn't that was when Rhino got cleaned up by Nickel? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that decided. The Motocross right. of Nations is such an amazing race, and it's only built since then. It's only gotten better and better. But, the, I mean, for me personally, like I was like, if, I'm, if you want me to go, I am totally there. 
I am all about it. And in the last 10 years or so, the vibe for the whole race has kind of changed. Um, um, because we're so super cross-oriented here in the U.S., um, uh, you know, a lot of the riders, they're like, they want to prepare for the Monster Energy Cup. They don't want to keep riding motocross. But um, the race at Red Bud this year, anybody go to Red Bud? Mud, Mud Bud? It was, um, the, I mean, what uh, um, uh, the Ritchie family did and with Ustream and the the event, it was, I mean, it was the Woodstock of motocross. It was. It was, it was absolutely fantastic. I was one of the guys in the crowd. That just you were went, in that suit, the tight suit? Was that with, no? That, probably. Some no, point. because that guy was really skinny. So it was like. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I was the hippo behind him. <laughs> GL was the happy hippo. He was wearing the thong. I saw him in the thong that day. <laughs> That's you in the Go thong. Go down the hill yeah. with the legs up. The Mexican know. wrestling match. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, and that, and that race, even in Europe and everything, it just brings out. Uh, this amazing spirit of all these motocross fans, and it's it's it yeah. is it's cool. It's really the cool. way it brings so many continents, countries together. And I've never been to one. I've never <laughs> been asked to go either. Uh, yeah. uh, coincidentally, yeah. that's really you just weird. missed it. I'm holding out. Yeah, maybe one year. Yeah. I just I, if I'm going to see one, I want to go see it in Europe. That's been my okay. that's been my holdout. So I'm gonna wait till you know. Well, don't worry. They have them mostly. There hey, every I'm gonna time. I'm gonna give props to Lori and the crew from Road to Recovery for the Legends Dinner that we did Friday night there at Red Bud this year. Yeah, Where you at, Lori? The the it was unbelievable. She's manning the All ball right my, now. The handle. I mean, I'm. You know, I'm a former uh, U.S. team, you know, rider and all that. And I mean, we're talking Brad Lackey and R.J. and Bailey and like everybody's there. It was about what four or five riders that couldn't make it to the event. And I mean, I was like, if this tent burns down, U.S. Motocross is done. Yeah. Like the history of U.S. Motocross <laughs> is over. It was absolutely amazing. We raised a ton of money, right? Yeah, for a good cause. And um, I was just honored to be there with all of my heroes so yeah it was it was pretty cool that's yeah, awesome well that that is cool hey let, let's talk about the 97 season because this was maybe the pinnacle i don't really remember much of that i know you probably don't you know what's crazy kawasaki did an ad it was in the kawasaki race shop before they moved shops it said for jeff emig 1997 was just a blur and it was like a blurry photo and i'm like well they truth, nailed it. Truth in advertising. <laughs> well, hold on. Wait, let me see if I can jog your memory. Wait, hold on. Oh, yes. Oh, 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 snap. All right, this is where I, I have ripped. to jump in. I have to jump in. I was a kid. <laughs> it was close to last night. I was a kid in South Africa. Oh, this was Africa. last Thursday. He just uh, got back. I remember seeing this ad, and I was just like, Wow. That guy is my fucking hero. <laughs> he is on a rooftop in Las Vegas with a hot tub full of good-looking bitches. And I was just thinking, life goals. I was like, I want to win races and be in that hot why tub. You do, why didn't you do an ad? You want some titles? Start by not calling them bitches, and then uh, we'll work forward from there. Um, <laughs> hey, he didn't use it in a derogatory way, oh, and I no, feel no. you did. You're right. Of course. Yeah. Okay. All right. Actually, the worst part is I actually know a lot of them now, so they're not bitches, <laughs> trust me. They're, they're really cool people. But Rhino's that wife ad, at the time, Jeff's moms. girlfriend they're at the time, moms. Denny Stevenson's wife at the time, Nathan Ramsey's wife still. I can't see who's over on the end pouring champagne. Uh, Michelle. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Does that make it weird that these are all your buddies' wives? That makes well, it they were all, weird so it's, it was all just, they were all down for like the photo shoot, obviously. This well, now their daughters are down now, for the next photo shoot. <laughs> 
Sorry. I, you keep making it weird, G. You keep making it weird. Put the picture away. I wanted to be in there, bro. That's all I'm getting at. Hey, you can, hey feel free Let's to like on. cut your face out and just put it right on there. You know what? Hey, there was even some abs. Did I'm you see the abs? Had a little you bit were shredded. Abs, it was shredded. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Come on, bro. Good. Pull your shit yeah. up now. You still yeah. got them. Yeah. You little show pony. Oh, Come no, on. But They're he, there. They're there. I'll show some guns later. Now he's got the beard. He doesn't need the six pack. Dude, you don't even. Yeah. The ladies are loving it, huh? They love it. They love it. The best part is he said to me, this is natural. This is also natural. I'm like, most people go great. I do not color my hair. I know. And that's what shocked me. I'm like, yeah. are you for real? This, when I grew a beard, it came in a little saltier than I thought it was going to. You know I'm talking about in the front row. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I've been salty since some, 19. Some just, some just for men in there. Yeah. All you need to do is just get rid of like this and some of this on the side. Dude, and you'll be looking go. good. I can't, I can't do the handlebars. Though. Oh, you need to. All right. Tell me about 97. I get irritated. I want to, I want to walk through that. this year, and then we're going to go to a break. But Man. So 97... It, it all started like the summer of 96 where things really started clicking with the bike, with Kawasaki, uh, myself, my program, everything. And I was like, I'm fucking tired of McGrath winning. Like, I'm like right there in the beginning, you know, Supercross in 96, he whooped everyone's ass. Like 13 yeah. of 14, 14 of, <clears throat> 13 of 15, yeah. 14 of 15, whatever it was. It's 13 of 15, like, Trust me. I saw the back. I saw knack-knacks from the rear view <laughs> uh, enough, right? And... I mean, look, all all the respect, dude. It was it was unreal, and and people just don't understand, you know. And it wasn't just me; it was Lusk and Larocco and like all of us, where right? we're all trying to beat this guy. And he was just, he was a natural. He's the best Supercross rider, wingest rider that there's ever been. And it, his confidence was so high. And the one thing is, I just was not gonna, I wasn't gonna give up. And so it really started in the summer of '96. Um, Got a little bit lucky at an injury. I was able to take advantage of that. We came down to the final race, so I gained a bunch of points. I mean, we came down to the final race, and I was able to beat him in the final race of the of the of the uh, Pro Motocross Championship. That was at, a at a big Steel race. City. I remember yeah, watching it was. that. It was, and that was that was um, a really important moment in my career, right? And then I finally started to have the confidence that was going to be necessary to beat McGrath. I mean, at that point, he won four straight Supercross titles, two what you call his 250 titles now before that. So six straight Supercross titles. Um, that's not an easy guy to race against. No. Trust me, it no, was no, a no. lot of Saturday nights that really sucked going home from the race, you know? And But you have a choice. Like, are you going to accept that challenge and, and, and try to overcome that and beat that or not? And so, or option three, go to Havasu and get hammered. Yeah. Well, he was there too. Oh, I know. So we were all good. Like, it was level playing field. No, but, um, you know, and things just... You know, just really came together. He got on a Suzuki, and at that time, um, he his performances, his, the bike wasn't what it was the year before for him, and everything kind of came together for me. I mean, I won five races out of, what was it, 15 at the time or 16, something like that. The competition was really heavy that year. There were yeah, there five or six different main event winners. Um, I, you know, I had my struggles throughout the season also, and... Um, and then I was able to win the Monster Energy Supercross title. And it was, it was my only one. I won five races that year. But uh, the fact that, uh, you know, McGrath had won all those races and all those yeah. championships, he was second that year. And I was able to best him that year was something that I'm really proud of. So I remember watching that. Well, in 96. When he made it happen, I remember in Vegas, you only had to get, I think, top seven or, or something. something. Yeah, not very much. And you rode like shit. Oh, but yeah, I remember. Bad. <laughs> oh, no. But I remember watching it. But we've all been there. You rode 
what you had to mm. do, and and oh yeah, we've all been there. Well, I want to. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> His asshole. He just can't help himself. Uh. Anyway. <laughs> no, literally, only two people in this room have been there. Uh, so, uh, like someone else out there, I'm I don't sure think won so. a championship any, somewhere. Any title can. Any title holders out here? Yeah, raise someone. Raise a hand. Please. What's your fucking point, Grant? <laughs> well, my point was. Well, sorry, sorry excuse my French. Yeah, no, it's cool. Um, we're allowed to swear on the show. Are we cool? Yeah, we're cool. Okay. 97 is one of those years where, you know, people talk about this and that. And at the end of the day, it was 97. I think as someone that's raced and, and, and won and not won in championships, one thing that I feel like is a little weird oh, in the sport picks. is... I want to see some more of those picks go through. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to point one out. Keep going, Grant. Not ignoring you. No, you know, people talk about, oh, well, you know, this happened, that happened. There were a lot of winners. Jeremy was on a Suzuki, and, and it comes back to, I've said before, the best, the champion is the guy that gets the most points in one season. I don't care if you're injured, if you had um, personal problems, bike problems. It, it yeah, does, it's, it, that's it, the, it doesn't really fucking no, matter. because it's, 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 you and know. I f- and, and I feel like part of me is talking on behalf of you, which is, and I, with tons of respect to Jeremy, you beat him. You fucking beat but, him. I mean, year. the the, the race is the a certain number of races. And I know you're going to be humble about it, but this is something I feel that needs to be said. Is at the end of the day, he was the fucking champion '97. You cannot take yeah. that away from him. There's no yeah. way you can take away it. You know, when it, keeping it serious, got the most points, won mm-hmm. the championship. Doesn't matter what happened to him. Bike change, this, that. Well, see, my yeah. Well, I mean, my first. Two when you champ- look at it, it's only been about twenty. What's it? Twenty six now Supercross champions yeah. in history. Out so of 40, are we on the forty fifth year? I think it's almost. Like yeah. It's come out with fifty. I know that, but Closer, it's yeah. only been like twenty four champions. Period. Yeah. I mean, that's a huge number. I wish I had my name on that. Yeah, it was. It was something, and and to me, it was always uh, a championship that I I just didn't think was ever going to happen, and so. Um, you know, it all just came together for me that year. And, and I mean, I was really proud of it. I mean, I had a, I practically broke my leg at St. Louis and got a second the next day and then had a bunch of horrible races. And then the, the race that really defined it was the second to last race of the year at uh, Texas Stadium. It rained, yeah. it was super muddy. That was oh. where I was jumping the triple in the mud and all that. Yeah, I, I just, that I just was, I remember we landed in Dallas on Friday afternoon and it was raining. And I'm like, it is on. Like my attitude was right. And Jeremy was like, we should postpone this race to another time. And I was like, we're racing this. So it, it has a lot to do with just attitude and, you know, desire For and all sure. that. And, like, I wanted to be there, and, and, and I took advantage of that. So, yeah, it was cool. It was cool. 97 was fun. I remember watching that. It, it really brought out the best of everyone. Because I think another thing was it, the minute some people thought maybe McGrath was on the ropes a little bit coming into the season, like you said, there were multiple winners. I feel like, you know, Lusk, Wyndham, there, there well, were a Henry, lot of guys Henry, that thought, hey, Henry, without the hand chance. injury, Henry would have been a player too. So yeah. the hand injury at Houston, yeah. But, yeah. you know, I hate saying this, and I've said it before, and at least we're on our show, I can say it. If my aunt had balls, she would have been my uncle. <laughs> if Henry that's, didn't that's, hurt his hand. That's South African logic. He would have won the title, it, right? If it, Jeremy didn't switch to Suzuki, he would have won. Break? <laughs> if... Folks, this is going to be the Troy right. Designs beer break. Um, that we will, we will, <laughs> we will take time a for the break. Did, I, did break. you guys miss my point? I'm saying if Jeremy wasn't on the Suzuki, sure, you're man, man. Yeah, I get it. 
Seriously. She's now offended. She's now offended. Aunt, Aunt Caitlin. We're going to take, right, take a break. It's Auntie Sue. We'll be back. I want to introduce you guys to PowerDot, a wireless muscle stim unit that is controlled by an app on your phone. It's incredibly simple. This is something I've used for a little over a year now to help with arm pump and nagging injuries, and I've had amazing results with it. They recently worked with Adam Cianciarillo to help rehab his knee after surgery. He had an ACL replaced, and after talking to him, it's something he swears by. He's adamant that this is the one thing that got him back on the bike quicker and got him healthy. So if you have any muscle pain, any nagging injuries, or you want to recover the best way possible, head over to PowerDot.com forward slash Whiskey Throttle for a chance to win a free unit or get 20% off your next purchase. That's PowerDot.com forward slash Whiskey Throttle for 20% off and a chance to win. You can thank me later. I know it's hard to leave the bar, but I know it is hard. All right, that was the uh, Troy Lee Designs beer break. If you did not get a beer, if they are gone, I apologize. You guys are a bunch of lushes, and you drank them all. Um, sadly enough, we're also out of vodka, <laughs> so I'm dry as well, and I'm drinking water. Hey, I got Jameson over here, too. I'm just going to leave that for you, buddy. It's all yours. You, you guys want a piece of this here? Yeah. You know what that is? McQueen? No? You don't know? McQueen? I don't know. All right. I like it. If I have to explain, you wouldn't understand. <laughs> well, I was going to okay. say. <laughs> All right. We're going to start by giving away Jeff Emig's mystery box over here. It's not a Ooh. mystery box. This is a, there, nobody has this. I'm it's very, a, very, which very, is why very, it is a very, very proud that after a couple years, we finally have my newest product, the Emig Pro, is now into production. Um, we had a few... Production delays that uh, only a year and a half, so just a little bit. <laughs> um, so we have these, uh, these Emig Pro VIP boxes, and what's inside of here is a set of black and white, and then uh, one of each of the colors. This is kind of a sales oh. thing, as you can see. I thought it but was going to be like a glass bong and some... Um, oh, I didn't know. That's cool. No, no I like that's that. Not, that's not for this show. Oh, that's a different show. Okay. <laughs> that's a different show. All right, listen. So. I got a winning ticket right here. You're going to win this thing. So nobody, literally nobody, nobody has, has this. Okay. So you're not going to win this one. Oh. But you will get oh. one. <laughs> Embargoed to the 25th. Sorry, not my rules, but that's the way it is. So... The winner of the uh, raffle. This is pretty sweet. Here it is. This if is you've got the red coupon number 3986411, who's got it? Where's your winner? Oh, there's a bunch of red te- red coupons. Check his ticket. Board. Look, he looks shady. Is this you? Yeah, yeah I don't shady. So, now he looks confident. You lying me. bastard. He looks confident. All right. Hey, what's your name? What's your name? Okay. So take this for now. Are you, are you and stoked? act like it's yours. Act like it's yours, and I'm going to get you one. <laughs> a week and then from I'm going to repossess that one. All right. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations. All right. So can we get a photo of that? Get a video. Look in the camera right there. There you go. All right. So there's the, yeah, a shameless uh, promo. All right. Now, you don't get that. Thank you, buddy. (laughs) You don't get that. Go. Yeah. No, I'm so stoked about this new grip. Hey, so make sure. So Ricky, what? Make sure we get, uh, hey, David. Yeah, yeah, we're going to get his info. Before you leave, make sure you get us your information, all right, so we can get get in touch with you. Myself and ODI and the designers, uh, everybody, we worked on this for a long time. It's a V2 lock-on grip, Emig Pro, like pretty amazing design. I mean, I designed it, so. Of course. Uh, of course it's good. Of course. Now, um, Ricky Carmichael, of course, my, my, my good buddy, we, uh, we're at ODI today. I showed him the grip for the first time. He runs the original Emig grip. 
Um, so we're really proud of this. It's a brand new product. We're going to start with four uh, colors and then have some special editions and everything going on. But uh, be in your dealers probably in a couple weeks. You can get it at Langston Motorsports. And a little known fact. Only at Langston Motorsports. No place else. What he said. Well, exactly. Right. Is there Listen Langston Motorsports.com? Do you sell yes. online? Yes. Or, or, we're not, well, or we're ODIGrips.com not. or your favorite retailer. Which is Langston. And a little known fact All about this All these people's grip. favorite dealer will be Langston, Langston Motorsports. Motorsports. Correct me if I'm wrong. The end cap pops off and you can put weed in there. No? <laughs> or no? Is that not? Not, not these ones. This oh, is the Emig Pro. Oh, the Pro. It's the Pro the, is the semi-pro. Like, the semi-pro is the one you can. Well, that's the Retchy Canyon version. Yes. Who would have ever uh. thought to do that? <laughs> Some people say you can knock out the end cap for full wrap hand guards. Not Pingree. No, he's like, let's go to Glamis. You how about look? your old mechanic? Hey, how about Butler? Let's go for a ride. So he's his like, old. Me- I shouldn't tell this story. Oh boy! I'm not. No, I don't think you should. If it's if it's if you think it's marginal, (laughs) then it's definitely. I love Steve. I don't want to. I don't want to tell that story. But anyway, uh, okay. I don't know Steve. Is everybody having a good time tonight at the Whiskey Throttle Show? Oh my God! I can't believe. Seriously, I, I. Okay, there was Roger DeCoster, there was Rick Johnson. Then he did Bones Bacon. Jim, Jim Bacon. Delicious bones. Smoking yeah. bacon. Bones. Whatever. And now I'm on it. I'm like. Dude, you had Roger and then RJ, and like, how did I get here? Well, we planned that because we wanted the four yeah. best people we could get. Yeah. And Bones was the first non moto guy, but he's an he's industry legend. 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 Who's worked with people like you, him. Nobody has whoever, done. Everyone. Nobody, uh, okay, and I, I say this as a joke, but nobody has come up with more bad fork settings in the world than Bones. <laughs> <laughs> but no, 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 no. But along the way, there no were one. a bunch that yeah. worked. Yeah. Right? I must have got there after you went through the trial. No, I never, I never, Bones never did my suspension. I was, I was not always, ever. I Every always raced time. against him. Yep. All right. Yep. I didn't. And then I went, well, I, I went from not liking the guy to loving the guy. I always liked the guy, but I always crazy. had to race against Mitch. I, I used Pro Circuit Pipes like one year or two years on Factory Yamaha. And other than that, I always raced against him. And then when I had my, my uh, race team, 2000 and then 2001 we were on Cowie's burner and uh Casey Johnson that. you're jumping way ahead on the story we, we went to pro circuit and so that was like literally the only time that I ever used pro circuit but okay before yeah. we get on to that let's jump back a little bit 95 Las Vegas Supercross don't remember. don't remember I know it was a haze try to clear through the molten hops and bong resin and see if one. you can hone in on come on dude just I, like stop with the weed thing that's when <laughs> <laughs> 95. I had running shoes, too. <laughs> I know you did. Jesus. No, you know, one of my... Th- one of the things the I had... No, no, no. I know where you're going. The night, the lights the went night, out. The night, the lights went out. So everybody... And I thought this Albert is Taylor really was going to win. No. I, sorry. I said he's got a he chance. Sorry, Greg. You ain't going to win then. I know. Was he even here in 90? He wasn't even here in 95. He think still he was the World Championship. Was it 95? Th- no, when the lights went out, he was... Uh, he was no, here he in like 97, 96, He was in Europe still. Wait, when did the lights go okay, out anyway, when he was here? Anyway, anyway, in Vegas, 95, the lights in the stadium went out. I don't remember what the heck happened. Yes, they bring there was in an all electrical these... problem. It's Sam Boyd, Silver Bowl. Same place they have the Monster Energy Cup and the finals, yeah. They bring in like a handful of these rinky-dink portable lights that you'd uh, use to light up a backyard party or something. And everybody, <laughs> everybody. backyard party. The Halloween festival. And the yeah. Halloween festival. Yeah, exactly. they, they brought them from Riverside. 
Uh, and, and the riders kind of got together and said, no, oh, we're not no, racing. No, 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 you're missing it. You're missing it. Do you know the full story? Well, I you was there. I raced. This is you what I heard. I raced that night. Yeah, but you were, you were a, a so did five tape. guy. We didn't let you in. <laughs> you didn't know the full story. You were oh, a young I rode for Mitch. Kid. I was racing. Like, there wasn't any question. Do you remember the letter that went around that morning? I do. At track walk? I so okay. take us through. Okay, go. I'll let no, you, you go. No, hell, you go. It's your night, man. You go. So... That morning, like track walk, like practice, there was a, like a letter that circulated. Like all of a sudden, you're like in the rig, and all of a sudden, it's like, hey, are you tired of not getting paid, and blah, 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 and like union, and blah, 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 and the promoters, and all this nonsense, and all this stuff happens, and then everybody was kind of, the wheels were turning, everybody like, yeah, the promoter's paying us right, and like all this crazy, you're going to need that later. Um, like, and there was kind of this general sort of weird vibe and like, everyone's like, yeah, like, they make all this money off of us and we're not getting paid and blah, blah, blah. And there was kind of a general, like, uncomfortableness all day. And then the effing lights go out. And all the riders are like, we're not riding. And I'm like, I'm not riding either. And everyone, we all kind of, all us together, like, none of us are friends, right? But we're all like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I was in the Yamaha rig, and Keith McCarty, who is absolute legend of the industry, love him or hate him, uh, like more knowledge and like experience than everyone in this room put together, he's like, if you think that by not riding tonight, you're going to make the West Brothers and Mickey Thompson Entertainment Group and, God, what was it, Pace or somebody at the time, yeah, if you think you're going to twist SRO, their, man. Yeah, you think you're going to twist their arm and make them pay you guys, you are sadly mistaken. So he sat down and said, look, you know, he said, look, you trained all week long. You're still trying to win your first Supercross race. And so he says, if you can tell me that you can go out there in the stadium, and if you look at the lighting, and if you think that it's unsafe, then don't ride. So it wasn't about, it wasn't about the, the revolt by the riders and, and the, the, that whole, all of that nonsense that was happening, which I was fully like, yeah, you know, like, fuck them. <laughs> it's okay. Damn it. You're okay. I'm You're a god right. went all Langston on you right now. <laughs> nah, nah. It's okay. Right? It fucking wears off yeah. on you sometimes. So no no no. So huh, family show, family show. I mean it kind of Okay, wears so off. he's like, You're sadly mistaken. Like if you generally don't feel safe riding, then don't ride. So I go out there and I'm like looking at it and I'm like <laughs> I go out to Star West yeah. Raceway and ride every Tuesday night for free, for no purse or nothing. I ride every Tuesday night, and it's like half as lit as what this is. There's more light right now, yeah, right than what was at Star West. And so he's like, "Look, man, it's not. Don't don't do that." And then he pointed to the fans, and you remember how the pits and you kind of see the stadium. He says, "All those people came to see a race," and I went, "Okay, then I'm going to ride." And then Larry Ward rode because he was second in points. And if he hadn't rode, I would have got second and, you know, all that. But so I rode and I won my first race. I made $50,000 that night, right? Which was pretty good payday at the time. Seemed, Seemed like a pretty the right good choice. payday today. Yeah. Um, and, I, and I got in the record books for doing that. And I know, I know that McGrath and Kodrowski and LaRocco and Lampson and, you know, whoever else, the guys, I knew they weren't there. But, um, I felt that it was the right thing to do for the fans. Um, and so I rode that night. And I won my first Supercross. Counted bonus and all that. What was interesting, and this is kind of where the, the, the two worlds collide. So we go to a after party. Uh, Jeremy had a massive after party. I was there. You were probably there. And they had there a, sign a sign on the door. On the door. Yeah. 
It said no race talk or something. Yeah, no the, talk about the races. And I remember walking in, and, and he and I were like, not good, but we knew that this, like, the party's going to roll this way, and I walked in, and he's just like, okay, we're good, we're good, okay, we're good, okay, boom, we're good. And then we didn't talk about it. Like, we just went on. And then after that, the promoter said, hey, look, we need to get a points fund together, and we need to pay these riders championship bonuses and, and all that. And, but the statement was made, and afterwards, I remember the West Brothers and, and you know, uh, uh, Gary Becker, um, um, uh, who was their representative from Mickey Thompson Entertainment Group? Um, anyway, they all were like, hey, we really appreciate that you decided to ride that night. And I didn't ride for them. I didn't ride for Keith McCarty. I didn't ride for Yamaha. I didn't ride for my sponsors. I rode for the fans because it's like they're here, and let's give them a show. And yeah. and that's the way it was. So. Did you ever get any heat from those guys afterwards? I just because no, they were trying no. to show some solidarity and not enforce the promoter. In. And like you said, maybe it would have worked. Maybe it wouldn't. But mm. I always wondered if you caught some flat. Way to go! It's the, it, we are not a union. We are not the Major League Baseball. We are not. Our contracts are not set up that way, and it's, that, that was the it wrong way to go about it. And, that, and, um, and I mean, you know, I get what all, what, you know, I could have easily been on that line, um, but I didn't, and, you know, that's, that's yeah. the way that was written. 50 up. grand will but, soften that blow as well. It, it yeah. will. It will. Definitely. That buys a lot of Jameson. So much. And some of those uh, blue polyester suits you were wearing. Oh, your those, party. that was, yeah. that, that blue suit was straight, um, what do you call it? Um, what do you buy the cheap clothes that, where you shop? <laughs> Pawn shop? Pawn shop? No, what's it? What second hand store? The, yeah, this, what's second hand store? It's a thrift store. Salvation oh, thrift store. Thrift store. You were like uh, Macklemore. Now the shift, now that was, that, that was the precursor to the shift leisure suits, but that was a legit like pawn shop, or not pawn shop. Tell me your best, <laughs> your best party story. Ever. The best party I don't know. I don't I remember. Say, Come on, Jeff. I, I mean, that, well, almost, I, I can't that almost sounds like a like dumb that. question. You, you do it for the fans. The, no, the fans want to hear You're it. baiting me. You're no, baiting you me. You don't got to implicate yourself. Look, just tell me look, about the best party. I'll just say you. that. So when I got arrested in Lake Havasu, uh, can, can we skip forward to 99? Let's do it. Yeah. So um, I had some herbal substances with me in 99 in Lake Havasu, and it wasn't legal at the time. Um, I get arrested. I lose my ride with Kawasaki. It was a massive deal in my life. Like, it sucked. It was not good. Um, it was a massive deal internationally. Now, yeah, and I... Even and in I, South and Africa, couple, I heard about it A couple weeks go by. A couple weeks go by, and I kind of had this feeling like, man, I'm not going down the path that I need to go down, but I'm kind of stuck in this, like, rut, you know, if you will. And then my buddy, Denny Stevenson, decides to have his bachelor party in Vegas. Yeah. You guys go to a Bible study? Uh, that was Friday. Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. All right. Yeah. And so no, back there Monday we morning. We fly in Friday, and yeah. So now it's Monday morning, and it was like the epiphany hit um, on a Monday morning. Like, man, I, I gotta make some changes in life. Like, this is not like what I was doing was not, was was not getting me to my goal, right? And so it's Wednesday. We have the. I'm flying to Europe on Thursday for the first round of the World Championship. And my, uh, my uh, tour bus driver, who then became my mechanic and all this sort of stuff, lost my ride and all this. He's like, are you going to practice this week before we go to France? And I'm like, I'm laying on the couch. And I'm like, I don't, th- I don't think I can. <laughs> it's a true story. Okay. Like I, I, and he's like, okay, so let's just get our parts together and pack up and go. So we go to France for first um, Round of the World Championship, and like everyone's there, and McGrath, Philman, Lusk, like your guy, Albertine, probably everyone, you know. And it rained a little bit, and, and I had 
for the time, like I was product, like I was unsponsored, and I get a third that night. Were you on the Yamaha? At that yeah, point? yeah. Okay. I just got on the Yamaha. I tested a bunch of bikes, um, and so it's an open soccer stadium. Um, was it Stade, uh, Stade de France? Stade, Stade de France. So uh, the soccer there stadium. <laughs> the following year, yeah. uh, he's that's every story he's got. I shit, I ate shit there. I ate shit there. I ate shit there. <laughs> But he got some wins along the way. I've got a plaque. He's got, got some championships. I've dented a lot of concrete yeah. floors. So I get a third that night. Um, and I remember being on the podium, right? And all the photographers are down here. And it's, it's still raining. And it's just a to- total shit show. And I'm on the podium like, dude, I, I didn't even know where I was at last Monday. And uh, now I'm on the podium. And I remember... After the podium, I had this, like, uh, I think I still kept the plate. Like, it was like a sort of plate, like silver yeah, thing. Get- and so it's a, um, a soccer field, right? I walk out, and I'm walking, like, to the pits. was on the, like, caddy corner in the stadium. And I walked across the soccer field. And I literally remember, like, stopping in, the, in like, the middle of the grass, right? Like, the soccer field. And the rain's coming down, the lights and all this stuff. And I'm just like, fuck, what am I doing with my life? Like, what am I doing with my career? And I'm like, and I literally was like on my knees, like, like talking to a higher power going, please, what, like, what should I do with my life? Like, what do I need to do? Like, I'm just surrendering everything. It was just the heavy, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. There's the lights coming down, the rain and all this. And I'm like, okay, you've got to get your shit together. You've got to. And you've got to figure things out. You've got to get focused on what you've got to do. And it was at that point that I made a bunch of massive changes, right, and said, okay, Clarity, what do I want out of life? I want to be a Supercross champion. I want to be a motocross champion. That's, that's my goal. And then, and, and then at that point, I made a decision to, to get my life on track and all that sort of stuff. So it was a very, very heavy moment for me. Mm. Yeah. I feel like it's easy to say, looking back now, what made the sport was being cool and, and motocross was cool. I remember as a kid, you know, and watching the videos and that. And it's so easy to be almost, not pushed, but led down that road. It's like celebrities, you know, they're out there. They, and then one day they have to wake up and go, shit, you know, this is not real life, you know. And I can relate to that, but shit. It, it's like, do you, you want to be like on a hit movie and have the, like, like Johnny Depp, like all this legendary stuff or do you want to be on a a freaking sitcom northern exposure that that <laughs> for four seasons. I, don't, I don't know what you're saying like i don't that was for me remember i talked about earlier like like high highs and low lows like dude i was never good at whoop sections and i swear i my whole life is like the biggest whoop section i've ever tried to go remember you're talking about you're looking at the whoop section like <laughs> i'm going to double double and you're supposed to like and what's nah. funny is from the outside, you look comfortable in the whoops. You had that yeah, perfect I don't, style. I was and bad. I was bad. But, but that's how it's been. And so I had some really low lows. And then right after that, I won the U.S. Open of Supercross. I mean. It was huge. Yeah. I remember that. It wasn't that was, the biggest race in the world. But, but right after that. Was right, I mean, it was like right after that where things, okay, let's get into focus. And, and I remember we had done the... Um, well, the U.S. Open was so start of France, and then the U.S. Open was right after that. And um, Ricky and I still joke around about it because um, that was actually the last time that Ricky Carmichael and I raced together. Was it the U.S. Yeah. Open? And I won. Oh, oh. what thing you got over that, that guy's head? <laughs> <laughs> Boom! <laughs> I'd like to think that the 
that he was like, went home from the race that year at the US Open in 99, and he's like, holy shit, I just got beat by Jeff Emig. I So he's down here, he's in the low. He's like, oh my God, I gotta make some changes in my life. I'd like to think that I'm responsible. I need to stop partying, yeah. stop drinking, I'd like to start training. A little part of his success had to do uh, that I helped that. I, I agree with right. that. Do you think he was going, God, I've gotta start partying. He's like, I've, I've gotta get to Havasu like right he's now. Like, yeah. No, Emig's got my number. You know, if you watch the race footage from that night, uh, remember how you went into the tunnel? Yeah. I, 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 um, so the Fox VIP area was up here, and there was a tunnel. And after I'd won the race and I was riding off, um, there's a shot. And I remember as I, I won the race, and I came around, and all my friends from Fox and Shift and everybody up there. And I remember, like, literally, like, taking, like, blowing a kiss to them because I knew they were up there. Like, I'd won the race, and I'd blow a kiss to them. And little did I know at the time, but that was my last professional win ever. Yeah. And and I see it now, and it's like, whoa, that was kind of kind of weird that that Some was it. That was like the send off. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. You know what's funny in this interview? I've heard a few things. I'm like, I can relate to that. You know what's funny? My last professional win, U.S. US Open. Open. Yeah. Trippy. We're like brothers. I love you, man. Did we just become hey. best friends? Yes, I yes, we you, are. Yes. I love you, man. Yeah. I love you, man. Hey, both hey, hey I, bet, I bet on both of you guys in the U.S. Open, and I won a substantial amount of money on both of you guys. You know what's funny? Races. He told me that story, and he told me that before, long before you, and he said, everyone is betting Stuart, Reed, and I yeah, bet you. Of course. <laughs> Jeff's like, I Who was wouldn't? too. Yeah. I, I, I lost, he lost money. <laughs> He's hey. like, son of a bitch. You hey, no, dude, that was a big one. That was, that was a big one. That was awesome. I won like $1,000 on you, Jeff. But so, also so, for you. But think about it. So I was 15 to 1 you odds were, that night. I was, I, was, say, I was taboo. And right? you were just become privateer. Yeah. Sort of the black we, sheep so of we the had, family. So, I, so when I lost my ride at Cowie, well, that's a nice way to put it. My... They my did what they dear ate. friend, my leader, my my team manager at Team Green, my team manager on Kawasaki, Bruce Sernstrom, still a dear friend to this day. I remember the call like it was yesterday. I'm driving down to Lake Havasu to do a deal with the DA. Bruce calls me and says, hey, the Japanese want to know what's going on. I told him the story. He says, they left it up to me. We're going to let you go. And it was like, boom. That's a heavy feeling. Holy shit. I'm the Jimmy Weiner, Ron Lachine of the 90s. <laughs> True story. And it's like, man, and I tell you guys, like, that was, that was not good. My best buddy, Tony Strangio, still my best buddy to this day. He's driving, and he's like, okay, man. He's like, you got to call your dad. Oh, and that's when shit. the shit got real. Because my dad, I call my dad, like, you know, back in the early days of cell phones. It's still fairly new, right? You Dad's like, hey, and... how's it going, this and that? And it's like, well, Dad's kind of been some stuff. He's like, oh, you guys went to the river last weekend. Yeah, kind of things got a little out of control. And like, so I had to like own it with my dad, right? And that's like the only person in the world that it matters to right now is to tell their story. Like, yeah, I got into some trouble and like I had some, you know, like some, some marijuana on me and my dad's like, what? Wait, like what? Like what are you even talking about? Yeah, and it's like and this, that, and the other thing. And, and it was just this big pause, right? And I'm like, I'm like in Kawasaki, Kawasaki let me go. They cut my contract. It was this big pause and it was like. You thought your airtime ran out? And I'm like, cell service, not Verizon. Yeah. 
Um, Can you hear me now? Yeah, and he says, uh, he says, well, he says, you weren't happy on that bike anyway because the 99 Cowie was not a good bike. Um, I wasn't a good rider. It was not a good combination. And he says, well, let's get you on a bike and let's figure out how we can make you win again. And I'm like, hello, Gary? No, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, can you put no, my dad back on the line? Gary Emig on <laughs> yeah. the line, please? He was so understanding. And I was literally ready for him to like drive to California and kick my ass, you know, um, and, and he was so understanding. I was just, just amazing. I mean, like, man, I, I hope I'm never faced with the, that phone call with my kids, with Presley and Jagger, but it was like, and that was a very, very big thing for me because I knew, like, I was, I mean, I was crying and stuff at the time. Like, I'm, I'm going to own it right now. Like, I, I was not, like, I was not proud of what I had done. Right, I'm not proud of what how the path I had been going, and my dad was like, "Okay, well then let's get you back in the right direction." I was like, "Holy shit, that's awesome!" Yeah, it was really cool because that is the one guy you don't want. Yeah, to you, dude, you know come what, on. what's funny like, is at the end of the day, I feel like, and maybe we can all relate to an extent, but your your father's your probably your biggest pusher, the guy you think's going to beat you down mm-hmm. when you're down. But when you when you were down in a situation, yeah. and I've been down. Maybe not in that exact same situation, but not I, like Pingree, but you've been down. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't snap my not bike that, in yeah, half, yeah. but yeah, you know. But yeah, I mean, it, it is surprising sometimes when you see that stuff, and and all of a sudden, your worst critics are the ones that are there for you. Mm. Which comes back to when you're winning, they're the same ones saying, "Hey, listen, bro, don't get too confident." Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Let's, let's. So know. that was, I mean, that was a really, um, you know, important moment in my career, and then the U.S. Open and all this, and then that kind of leads us up to uh, Roncada's house. Yeah, it goes to uh, man the fall of 1999. Yeah, because you. Reinvented yourself uh, on I mean, your program. You, God, I, Didn't you have support from NCY, if I remember correctly? So I was. If we stay on schedule, we got twenty minutes. Is that it? We going. We're not going to stay on fine. schedule, but it's the Jameson. Did We've that just said yeah, yeah. we, we are. Oh wow, Grant, that's we that's got plenty of time. What do you mean, <laughs> Grant? Wow, that's the second bottle. Like wow, yeah, you have that's the, not uh, finished. You have the trust me vodka. What are you drinking? Have you tried to trust me? You know yeah. these guys? Yeah, I, I do. My friend it. sent me some of that. You, you know that? It's good. I've it's seen nice. it. I haven't tried it. It's organic, organic, like potato, like gluten-free, all that's nice. As I say, don't panic. It's organic. Not do Just drink do it. it. If it's not organic, vodka, yeah. don't get it panic, out of my face. it's organic. Yeah. That's his motto. Yeah. Well, nowadays, everything's legal if it's organic, okay? So let's just leave it at that. You would have been in way less trouble I'd if you grew up in Kawasaki <laughs> if that was the deal, right? I think it's still illegal in Arizona, though. Fuck Arizona. We're in California. <laughs> you were in Havasu. Hey, we're in California. Landed. <laughs> he was on the nuts. bridge. Yeah. He could have yeah, been. He could have so, dove off one way or the other. Right. So so yeah. So night the the fall of 1999 was the most dynamic part of my whole career. All the wins, all the whatever, all that stuff. Like it was so much transition, and we're like, so Tim Dixon, who had drove the tour bus, right? Have we acknowledged that it's a tour bus or is it still a motorhome view? <laughs> the motorhome. It's a tour bus. The Winnebago. To, yeah. The really cool Winnebago. Yes. Um, and then my best buddy, Tony Strangio, still my best buddy to this day, we formed our company. We called it Strategic Three. And so we said, okay, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna build a race team. Just the three of us. We don't need them. Let's, let's do our own thing. A lot like what Chad Reed did when he kind of was back against the wall and said, okay, I'll do my own thing and you invest in yourself and all that. Um, which takes and, big bowls. I yeah, like that. But, I, I respect that big time. So, 
anybody remember, like, Mike, uh, you guys remember Mike Lessie, right? Remember how good he was through the whoops? <laughs> I don't remember that, actually. Okay, so, so I, I love Mike. Like, it's, the, the, the similarities are crazy. Like, he was great at starts, I was great at starts. We were both horrible through the whoops. And that's all attitude. It's all, it's some, some we both, like, it was a, it was bad. It's so funny. I don't remember you Dude, being Mike bad at whoops. That, I remember that. I was horrible. Thinking, oh, my God. That was the you had, worst. You had such good style. I was the worst. I had style. Let me show, um, pull up. Uh, He's not a magician. Just yeah, so. no, 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 no. You can YouTube it. We'll be here all night. So, the semi-race from New Orleans oh, Supercross, God, 1998. Semi. Look it up yeah. on YouTube while we're talking. Donnie's I go over the bar. Exploded. New Orleans Supercross, 1998, go to the semi. I go over the bars, and I cra- Ricky loves it. He loves looking at the pictures. Because I crash, oh, and I Ricky just lay was there. the whoop monster himself. And yeah, yeah. I lay there, and I just lay there, and it hurts so bad. Oh, I do remember that one. And you're on I think I was wearing that helmet, actually. <laughs> I hope not. God damn it, Troy Lee. You ruined my <laughs> racing career with this. No. Why do you think he didn't show yeah. up tonight? He knew what was coming. Dude, having it, hey, I'll, I'm, I'm going to do this out of respect, right? I ride for other brands, but I had my first Troy Lee paint job in 1997. My dad said, if you win at Lake Whitney, we'll get you a Troy Lee paint job. And I brought my design to him, and he did it. 87. 87, sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't he said you were, he brought you were, a design in yeah. Austin. Like, well, and it was, in the, it was in the hangar, there, the airplane hangar, and... Having a Troy Lee paint job when I like in my era was like dude, custom paint, the best ever. Yeah. He's the best dude. I wouldn't know. He is the best dude. Here, let's pour one out for Troy right now. Yeah. Okay, yeah. okay so 1999, we do the couple races and all that sort of nonsense. So we have, we're literally building the bike that I won the US Open on, we built it in my garage. Like we're and the uh, so we win Saturday and then I think it was Saturday Sunday race. Um, so my mechanic was Tim Dixon, my bus driver. Um, that's Daytona. Um, oh yeah, so this is it. Oh, this is uh, fast forward uh, to like the thirty-five, thirty-two. Go like thirty-two. He knows right where. It's no, at. no, I he may have watched it once. No, 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 because I it's yeah. No, that's old school. There, that's not me. That's like Bob Hanna and uh, Wise or somebody. Yeah, it was great. So Jimmy Weinert. <laughs> yeah. Larry Ward, Big Bird. God, that track sucked. <laughs> it, it was horrible. It's so a race. This is a God, big track. Look at that thing. What go a to, piece of crap. That's 10 minutes. Go to, go to 30. That's heat race, dude. Man, this guy's got to get his shit together. Come on, Donnie. You got to get a new Come guy on, out here. Jesus. Uh, you blame so me for you. We were too. talking about uh, a pay reduction. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Spreads exactly. the funds around. So, yeah. But um, so the fall of 1999, we did our own thing. We're building a bike in my garage. We got together with Varner Racing. You guys know Terry yeah. Varner, right? Dude, the guy can build some engines, okay? Yeah. We used to hang out with him at Havasu, and now the guy's building my engines. We'd go out to test <laughs> cylinders and stuff, heads. And um, Buddy Morgan would bring pipes out from SMF. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. He'd bring pipes out from FMF because it was two-stroke days, right? The pipe was really important and, like, all, all about it. So, so um, Big D would build pipes. Buddy would bring those out. Varner would bring out cylinders and stuff. 
Varner would come out to like a test session and he'd have like swim trunks on and that's it. Like he'd be barefoot. <laughs> Beer belly out. Like, like yeah, there's no yeah. factory like team clothing. He's like in the same stuff we were at the river last week. He's, he's wearing it like, and the cylinders that he brought out and like the accommodation was insane. And so Dixon said, look, first thing is we have to get the whole shot. And Tim was adamant. He's like, you're telling me you want to be Supercross champion again. He goes, but you're the worst guy through the whoops. He goes, you're fucking horrible. If you want to beat McGrath, you have to be the best guy through the whoops. End of story. End of story. Like, I, I was like, whoop sections are lame. Like, it was a stupid <laughs> obstacle. Like, attitude was not right. Yeah. So, fall of 99, US Open win, all that sort of stuff. He convinced me to say, okay, let's change the attitude. You have to be the best guy through the whoops. And what... What was interesting is we got to the Yamaha track. You guys ever been up to Yamaha track in uh, Corona here? Right? I've done so, a few laps too. So Yamaha Troy guys are out there, McGrath and Button and the, probably Vilman or whoever. They're out there like testing, you know, all that. And we would show up for a practice day in my truck. I had this like Ford, you know, lifted, the whole 90s lift kit with the bike. Brodozer. Not the practice bike, not the test bike, not the race bike. It was... The bike. That's the only bike we had that we built in my garage. Think about that. Like, I'm a former Supercross champion, and we're building the bike in my garage. Like, that's where it was at. Another similarity with Alessi, Varner did all his motors back then. Mm -hmm. You guys are like twinsies. We are. Brother from another mother. Yeah. So... And you're both what, popular. No, 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 no. This is, the, this is the lesson through the whole thing for everyone is the attitude. Like Dixon said, you want to be Supercross champion, you have to be the best guy through the whoops. So I said, okay. I called my old friend at KYB, Enzo Racing, Ross Mayetta. I had only ran Kayaba suspension my whole career. Never, I, I, still to this day, I've never used Showa. Really? Um, no, never. And I said, Ross... I said, you tell me, you, you build the suspension and chassis setup that I need, and I will figure out a way to ride it. Because I was always about the start and cornering, and the whoop section's kind of something different, right? The don't setup is... <laughs> don't ask this asshole. Yeah, he, he, he's an asshole he's over tea kettle. So I said, okay. And then it was, only about, it was only about the whoops. It was only about the whoops, whoops, whoops. So we were going out there, Yamaha track, lap after lap after lap. So we'd go out there, and Yamaha's testing, and McGrath's testing. I think it was, might have been Chaparral Yamaha at the time. Don't let the facts get in the way of a right story. 99. Yeah, it was Chaparral. Yeah. But yeah. it was only... So it was like, yeah. McGrath was the benchmark. That's yeah. who I was racing. It didn't have to do with anybody else on the, on the line. It was only McGrath, and it's like, here we go. For the, my whole career, for, since 1991, it's been he and I, like, battling, right? So he was the benchmark, and, and so we're going out practicing and testing. It was whoop section. He does a 56. I'm going to step it up, and I'm going to do a 56. He does a 55.5. I'm doing a 55.5. Boom, 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 boom. And literally, December of 1999 was the best that I had ever ridden a motorcycle in my life. Like, I was... I had my own team. I had all this stuff going. My head was straight. It was clear. It, it was just amazing. Even the day that I got hurt, December 30th in 1999, at Roncada's house, what you were referring to, like literally the best that anyone could feel on a motorcycle, right? And we have a week until the first Supercross. I've got my own team. I'm on a privateer bike. Everything is, the head's where it's at. Everything's there. We're going to go win the Supercross championship on a private team, right? That was the mentality. 
It was all there. Do you think you had it? Do you think you were capable of winning? Of I mean, course. You, you were at the test track with those guys. Yeah, yeah he of course. said head game was there. So right, here's, God, here's, some, here's some whoops that you can go back and look at. It's coming. Oh, so where are you at? Keep going. Keep going. That's, go to the, the uh, semi-qualifier. Yeah, before we tell the punchline. <laughs> Did I get the whole shot in this? I, yeah. faded, I faded a bit. So is that me? No. no. Yeah, that's you. Right On the right. Yeah. yeah second. Okay. You got to go a couple laps here. So. Is that uh, Stingray out front or Brownie? Who is that? No, that's Stingray. Is it Ward? Or, no, yeah, that's one. Craig. Yeah, Craig, yeah. That's Craig. So look at those whoops. It's already not working right. Less, or, yeah. Well, nobody looks good at them. They're all cut No, down. they were bad. So I was, I was dropping anchor right about now. Like, it was hold on for a fifth, and you don't have to race the LCQ. That was the... <laughs> And I've got the number one plate. Keep in Is mind, that I'm the boss that's got your number right there. I, I'm the reigning champion right now. So, and yeah. Craig's pulling away from you. Craig's just thinking about his next. Was that uh, Lampson? It must be Lampson. Yeah. 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 It's got his style. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but you're talking about your worst races. And oh, is that helmet right still there? Still qualifying. Yeah. I blame it all. Damn on you, Troy. Troy. I blame it on Troy Lee. He painted you oh, a lemon. It missed the triple, bud. That's a. That's a bad night. Well, it gets worse. <laughs> <laughs> it does. That don't you want to jump certain things? Like, yeah, the, but you're uh, right. Men yeah. Mental oh, games are a big part of the sport. Here's the no, whoops. It's the next lap. It's the oh, next yeah. one. It's it's the next. Oh, there's Dowd. Yeah, it's the next lap. Dowdy's coming. Yeah. Was he He's like, you up? at that time, he was about 48 years there's old. There's your boy. Yeah, where's Albie? He did like three summers. Where's Albie at? Him and Ian? Look at them. Ian's like, what's wrong? And Albie's like, buzzard. Oh, that's Ian, isn't it? No, yeah. it's always been Ian. If we tighten the front spokes, it'll be Ian's better. Ian's like, yes, this butt, man. If we just tighten these spokes, it wouldn't be so fucking catty wampus. <laughs> yeah. Yes, so, this. Is this the so I'm about to get, I'm, uh, I, yeah, I don't remember you're making getting many more. You're about to get freight trained. Dude, I was staying away from all the ruts. Um, there was. <laughs> and the doubles. <laughs> no, I was staying and away the triples. No. Oh, you did it that time. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. Yeah, this is it. Because yeah, Dowdy's on me. I remember we, this. We can tell it's not one of your finer days. Mm -hmm. I've had those What's days. What's worse? I think he's got the have. number one plate. Here it goes. Here it goes. He goes inside. Nope. Boing, oh. boing, 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 boing. Nope, nope, nope. Oh! Oh! <laughs> now watch how long I lay there. Like, fuck me. <laughs> oh, my God. That hurts so bad. <laughs> oh. oh, that pebble got me right in the no, rib. No, no, dude. I, I, I hurt my back and my shoulder. I was so mad. I, I mean, not mad. I was frustrated. Frustrated is a better word. Here's Bruce like, your contract <laughs> is in jeopardy. And I'm like, yeah. That's certainly what one would, would refer to as a low point. Wait, hold on. Let's watch yeah, it like, again. Let's oh, let's it see it time. in slow-mo. Yeah. yeah. Come on, Grant. You're a you're, you're, you're color guy. So color mix on the outside. Comes in the whoops. Gets good runners pace in there, but somewhere in the middle right here, see the front wheel goes a little Keddy Wampus, a little Huckabuck. Oh! Huckabuck! Oh! <laughs> I went from a Huckabuck to a Huckafuck. <laughs> yeah, so, hey, good job finding that, huh? That was, that was a yeah. great job for the producers. <laughs> good job, I was Johnny. in that same helmet. I'm surprised the visor isn't broke on that, so... <laughs> Troy Perry Carmichael paid. gives me so much shit about that. Dude, he should. He That's perfect. So, hey, he's got that clip like saved on his yeah. phone. Bro. We got to bring him up, and we we need you like Ralph, and then we can you can just heckle. We'll give you a secret mic. Oh yeah, and just be yeah, like, for sure. <coughs> whatever, so, shorty. So that was that was, but that was '98. You know, we go to '99, and 
you know, fast forward through all that. And, and so we go to Stefan Roncata's house. He had a private supercross track. And man, it was, I was going out to do my laps that day. It was a week. So this is December 30th, 1999. What's the next day? New Year, like Tuesday. I had a the world custom was fitted Armani tuxedo <laughs> for the Millennium Party. Like, and I was straight, like, but I was like, it's on, like, everything's going good, right? And I am having a day of days. I'm doing my laps and I'm feeling so good on the bike. Come out of this turn, little sort of triple out of this turn, and I get kicked up a little bit. And I and I was like really loose on the grips. Um and I, and I was, and I almost like, my hands almost came off the grips. I'm kind of hanging on by my fingertips. And then I case the jump. And so instead of the bars being like here, where you're like, you're on your, you know, your palms, I was on my fingertips. Oh. So when I hit. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. I pushed my hands through. So if anybody's ever had their palm, their hand, like off to the side. Both hands were on the sides of my arms, like I, I can't, I can't even, like it, like they were, they were, they were so far off the sides. It's like, oh my god, I did, like I don't have to worry about these being sprained. These are broke. Yeah. <laughs> these, these are broke. The good news is they're not sprained. The good is, yeah, and 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 what's funny is Jenna Parker, who's now the head of marketing for Husqvarna Motorcycles, she lived next door. And her and her friend, they were like 14 or something, and they're on the hillside watching. When I signed my deal with Husky and we did our thing, she's like, I remember hearing your wrists snap. Oh. Yikes. Yeah. And, that was, and then and that was the week before Supercross, and you know, I had my own team and all this sort of stuff. And then I hired Phil Lawrence to ride and place me, and Brian McGavin was on the team. And, you know, and then um, fast forward a few months, I, w- I went to Anaheim, and I was like, I kind of had the feeling like maybe this might be it. Um, and then I went to the race, and I, I, Jeremy probably won, right? <laughs> um, and I was like, F that. I'm coming back. This isn't how it's going to end. This is not how my story is going to be written, right? So if anyone's had to do physical therapy for injuries, like, I mean, I have perfect wrists now. And if I had not dedicated myself to all those painful hours of physical therapy, right? It, it, it's horrible. Came back, started riding again. Uh, Jimmy Button, our dear friend, gets hurt. Um, so Yamaha decides, hey, we want to offer you the 426 ride. Did a test on that. We couldn't get a deal together. So, okay, no problem. A week before the first motocross. So now a week before Supercross, I break my wrist. A week before the first motocross, out of Glen Helen, Thursday practice, all the pros are out there. Everyone else still has to ride Vegas but I'm just focusing on Glen Helen, right? Come out of a turn, couple rollers, a little tabletop, come up to the tabletop, go to shut off and hit the brakes, and the bike just keeps on going. And I just launch, 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 just Superman the thing in the air, land, crash, compound my right leg, crush a vertebrae in my back, and that was the end of the career. Yeah, and I remember you saying you knew, like laying on the ground, you're like, that's it. Like there was no question. So right away, like, so it was, uh, there was um, 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 a recall on the throttle housing. There was a little issue or something. And, and so they had like the, um, you know, there was like a throttle that, that you know, it would uh, stick. Mm-hmm. And so that was, that was the issue. Um, and I literally laid on the ground and, and I laid there. And I remember I was laying like flat on my side. And, um, 
you know, the if you can imagine the adrenaline is going like wide open, right? Yeah. So you and, don't feel as much pain, even if you. Know well, but you're I'm in like pain. the adrenaline's going. And it's like I mean, I was dude. I was like as high as the roof. Like I mean, worst feeling in the world. Like, oh that, yeah, you're coming a, down. You're rolling up the windows, going, "Oh, this isn't going to be good." Did you and jump off? Like, oh yeah. Oh, but dude, it's, it's also like, like a, remember Charlie Brown? I told you on my BMX bike. <laughs> so I did that. <laughs> evil, evil pandemic. Uh, hey, uh, but I know you guys know this. Midair, it's like it feels like it's months that you're coming down, right? You know that old saying, you become yeah. slow motion? Yeah. So Did you I, have that? Oh, yeah. So I, so I land, right leg buckles like Joe Theismann and Alex Smith. Well, I didn't know it at the time. Ooh, Alex Smith. He's got using go references break to a, Break a, um, you know, crush a vertebrae. And I lay there and I like rolled in the mud. There's there was picture. one photo. Somebody had a photo. There's I think a it was picture in, of it, yeah. It was, a dirt, it was in Dirt Rider magazine. Uh, uh, yeah, he, he, Glenn didn't, he didn't have it, dude. He's not it must have good. been a leaking... Uh, so I lay in there. I'm laying there like this, and I remember like all this tightness, like, okay, nobody move me. Like, okay, something's wrong, you know? And I remember I could look down, and I could see my boots, and I'm laying there. I got my helmet and everything on, and I'm like, okay, nobody touch me. Nobody touch me. Like, something happened. I think I, I, think I did something, and then I couldn't move my feet. I couldn't move my boots. And this is, you know, out of respect for all of our athletes and everybody that have been through that situation, like I, I'm, I'm the lucky one. Yeah. Like I, I felt that and I thought to myself, holy shit, I just got paralyzed. So, and like I said, I like out of respect for all the athletes that we, that are going through this and, and, and have gone through this. And I looked at my boots and I'm like, just move, you know, move your feet. And I could, and, and I, and then I felt like my like hip flexors and my quads, I kind of felt like I could move a leg. Right. And I could like, I kind of pulled my knee up and I'm like, Oh shit, my right leg's broke. Like definitely my right leg. I feel the pain. Boom, 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 boom. It starts coming on and the pain in here starts coming on. And I'm like, and so I could feel it. And then all of a sudden, you know, now all the adrenaline like things are going, now you're starting to feel the pain. It's like, okay, pain is good. Um, and I remember, and I tell you guys, like, um, it's like in the movie Ghost. You remember the movie Ghost with Patrick Swayze and uh, Demi Moore? Yeah, even more, and like the kind of like this like spirit thing. Yeah, Dude, I swear to God, like I'm laying on the deal. You're molding clay? No, I was not molding oh. clay. I was oh. like in the dirt. Okay. I could see every grain of dirt, like it was magnified, and yeah. then adri- the adrenaline. And I literally felt like, okay, okay, I can move my feet. I can move my legs. I'm going to be all right. Take a deep breath. You will be okay. Just it, somebody will take care of you. You will be okay. You can, and I kind of move my feet and kind of feel my toes and things like that. And I literally like it. I mean, I feel, I call it my racing spirit. This thing that we have to have as racers to go out there and lay it on the line and like just go for it and like throw caution to the wind and all that. I feel like that that part of me I, I literally felt like a, and then it just, it like, I exhaled, and it just, okay, everything will be all right. And then an hour later, the ambulance came. <laughs> hour. Yeah, it took forever, but it was, I was at peace with it. Mm. And I, I'm not sure the facts are straight, but as I remember it, the EMT came up, and it took forever, because Glenn Helen is, especially back then, like, they didn't have an ambulance on site. They, they need to have, and so uh, EMT gets there, and he's like, oh, yeah, clear, clear, and I, if, if I remember it, and I swear if the guy watches this, if you're the EMT and you watch this, you tell me if I'm wrong, the guy's like, oh, no, no, no. oh, Fro, I was just coming to watch you next week, and I'm like, 
I'll sign an autograph once you give me some morphine, okay? I'm in a lot of pain here, yeah. right? Um, let's start stabilizing. Yeah, shit. yeah, let's stabilize this motherfucker. And yes, <laughs> give, me an, yeah. give me an ambulance. And he's, I'm like, I told, and I just broke my wrist, so I knew the deal. Like, dude, get me in the ambulance. So he's like, you know the deal. I got to radio the hospital, blah, 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 blah. Are you in pain? Yes. He's like, I can do this five times. I guarantee you won't remember three, right? And it's like, are you in pain? I'm like, it's fro. I have a high tolerance. <laughs> Like, come on, you know, and um, yeah, and then like a couple, two, three days later, I wake up and I'm in the hospital and, and that, and, and, uh, but I was, I knew that that was it. I knew that once that racing spirit left, that the professional career, like I've never looked back. Yeah. And, and I feel in a way. That's good in a way. Yeah. It's not, it's not, it's not an easy thing to let go of because it's been your whole life. Well, it's probably not how you expected to end it, but. Hell no! I want to but do you had what, closure. I want to do what Jeff Ward did. I wanted the, the you know the. What you want to be sixty, go on a race a dirt track? <laughs> no, <laughs> I wanted the farewell tour. You know, we all yeah. want that. Yeah. But but so I'm so I just bought a new house at the time. So I had this new house, no furniture, but my AV guy he hooked me up. So I had all the stereo and the TV and stuff. John, if you're watching, and there was literally no furniture. So there was like a hospital bed that they brought in the house. So it's a, no, like I didn't have no window coverings, right? This is a true story. So I'm laying in this, like once I got out of the hospital, I'm laying in bed one night and there's like, no, I got the moon coming through and David Bailey calls me, right? Um, absolute legend, right? You'd agree? Like, oh yeah. He calls me and he's like, hey, he's like, look. Oh, you know, he's the other one that ran eight. Sorry. Number eight. He did. So, and he's, and one. I remember, I mean, he's such an amazing guy and like, you know, legend of the sport and all that. And, and he's like, hey, you need to use this as a bridge into retiring because none of us ever want to stop. Like, we don't want to stop. We just want to keep doing what we do. And he goes, this is your bridge right now. This is your time. And, and his talk that night um, was really important for me to say, to be at peace with it all. And then, mm. and then that was it. So. Scariest moment That's of your cool. life, laying there and not being able to move your feet? That's every racer's nightmare. I mean, it was quick. Like, it could have been 20 seconds or it could have been two minutes or something, but it was... Or two yeah. hours. No, I remember yeah. saying there, no effing way. Like, yeah. this is what it feels like, you know? And and you had just seen Button. I, I went and saw him in the hospital yeah, after that I, deal, I'm, and that was... Like I said, I'm, I'm, I, there's not a day that goes by that I'm not, you know, appreciative of, of that... that it has went like it went, and the fact that I can still ride a motorcycle and all that sort of stuff and do what I love, it's, I'm, very, I'm very lucky because others aren't, Yeah. right? So, Well, real quick then, talk about <clears throat> you had a, a policy, a career-ending injury policy. Mm-hmm. Not everybody has one of those, and no, I know they guys- still don't. They still don't know. Guys like Jimmy Button pushed that on their guys. Weston Pike had one. It was I a million-dollar policy, so he will get paid from that if he doesn't so race it's called it, Yeah, so it's called a permanent total disability. Um, Lloyds of London writes the policy. It's 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 obviously for high risk individuals. So. Can I interrupt real quick? Didn't you become a certified insurance writer for them at some point? So, if I remember correctly, so, or hearing um, that, or was from, that a rumor? Man, since 1995, all of my insurance stuff have gone through Brian Jennings. He still handles my insurance today, and I it's whether my insurance it's through whether, Brian. Yeah, so I mean, just top notch as as good as they come, uh, individual, and so. When, when I had retired and I'm fumbling around for five years and like, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just retired. Like, and it's like you're 30 and you're retired. And, yeah. and you, you know, um, 
you can't like I thought that was it. Now I'm 48, and I'm like, dude, I'm busier than ever now. Yeah, I'm more driven now than ever. Um, but Brian was like, hey, you've lived the story, you have the experience. Help us educate the families and the moms and the dads and the writers and all this stuff. And it uphill battle. Most most um, most writers don't carry the proper insurance. Um, I, I obviously had a permanent total disability. Um, the taxation and things like that and the value of it and cost and all that have, yeah, have changed over the days. But, but yeah, but I was uh, protected that way. What, what would a guy pay like right now for a year of that? 20 grand? It's probably more than that. It's probably, if you wanted a million dollar policy for a Supercross rider, I, I mean, I'm guessing it, it's got to be 30 grand a year. <coughs> okay. Well, can I tell you firsthand? <laughs> In 2008, I had a career ending policy it was $35,000 for 1.5 and I had been offered a policy which was if you're not injured but a medical issue that couldn't keep you riding and it was like 4700 bucks and I turned it down and I got Cancer. That yeah. So, so I kicked myself out of it. It just has 1. to do 5. with. It just has to do with. If I, I think that there's as far as the insurance policies go, I think that you know you need to have the the absolute best uh, medical insurance. So right? I would tell everyone cover everything. Cover cover your everything. medical. Your Spend fifty grand a year on covering yourself, and that's and that we all kind of take it for granted. And then Jesse has his injury. Like it had kind of been a while since somebody had got injured. Ernie probably. And now yeah. Weston, yeah, it was Ernesto, and then that, and so. You know, here's here's where I lie on that. Like, we're all professionals. We're not kids. Like, we're we we accept the uh, responsibility and we accept the risk. And but within that, um, we need to protect ourselves. Yeah. Right. And so I, you know, I, I don't know. It's, I could go on all that. Well, it could be a whole nother episode. But on it's this, tough but. to tell a 22 year old kid, hey, you got to spend 50 grand on this thing. Dude, I need to tell me that. And I, I need and some I kept speakers saying, from I my need, boat. Yeah, yeah to have exactly. a suit. Right? I, need, I need 22 on, on my man. ride. You guys, uh, no, it's a, it's a very, it's a very um, important subject. We're going down a rabbit hole here that's really a downer, and this is not what Well, that's because about. we've all been there and done yeah, that on the T-shirt. You know, now we're like, yeah. People don't understand easy. this, though. I get asked all the time, like, why isn't JGR taking care of Weston's medical bills? And it's like, it's not their that's not how it it's works. His, yeah, He's yeah. not an employee. You know, you don't understand yeah. that. So this, these policies are what protect these guys, mm-hmm. and a lot of, most guys turn them down. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Well, I don't want to. Well, well, well. Also, too, I think most guys don't get really um, educated on. Hey, you should have this coverage. You know, just like in your if, car. If, if my life, team had, if we had, if we had made it, like we were like right here with my team. If we had made it through the thing, this <laughs> the sponsor that we had, that was like eleventh hour done deal, three year deal. So it was. It was in two thousand one. Before the energy drinks came on board, yeah. we had another entity, another brand. Yeah. We had a deal for $3 million a year for three years. Think about that. Mm. That was huge. It still oh, is yeah. huge. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Oh, yeah. We, we had the money. Massive. And this is, uh, we would have we been able to afford, afford a McGrath and a Lusk in the same year. Was that from a manufacturer or from an outside? From an outside sponsor. Okay. We were this close to the promised land. Mm. And what I was going to do as, a, as with the experience is that my rider's contract, let's say you would have paid the rider, you know, $500,000. $50,000 of his contract would have gone towards uh, yeah. disability policy. policy. And then his, his take-home would have been four fifty, mm-hmm. right? That type. I would have forced that on them. And that, and that there's somewhere along the line you need to protect the rider in him, from himself, right? And 
Uh, but hey, that's business. That's well, and I'm shocked more people don't do that. Troy with his guys, they get fined if they don't wear a chest protector. So you, you know, Shane, all those guys underneath their jersey, they're yeah. wearing a plastic chest protector. Mm-hmm. And I, I thought, man, why didn't more teams Detroit like make chest protectors though? Oh, yeah. oh they haven't made. Oh, they do. Yeah. Oh. Well, you guys made them not that's cool. Amazing. So I got rid of mine. And my kidney belt. Well, the kidney belt came with the gun. Kidney belt's so. done, dude. Who needs a kidney belt? You need a Chris, kidney belt. Just to but hold not the belly. Had nothing to do with his kidneys. No, I swear. The it's kidneys my kidney. are way it's under there. It's my kidney pushing out the way front. Under there. I swear to you, bro, I got a weird kidney. He Trust needs, me. He needs <laughs> spanks, not a kidney belt. Oh, don't tempt me with hey, are you guys? Are, are you guys having a good time tonight or is this morning? Is it good? It's good? I don't know. I was just I about know. to say, I haven't I seen mean, anyone leave. Like, it's been like... It's just been three hours, dude. I know. Sorry. It goes long. But you put a talker and a talker with a semi-talker. <laughs> no, actually, you're a talker I now. just let you two go. Um, well, let's skip some of this crap because we are going long. <laughs> Tell me about uh, the Husky Partnership. What do you got going on with those guys? This but is I kind have, of... Have been going? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's fantastic. How did that come around? Just uh, So, a couple of years or a year or so before I actually signed a deal, John Eric Burleson, who used to be the president of uh, KTM Husqvarna in North America, would call. He's like, high school motocross, and I got these ideas and these things happening, and he's just, he's a nut. He's absolutely driven. Like, <laughs> he's one of the greatest people in the industry, and um, just said, hey, we want to bring you on as a brand ambassador, and part of my ambassadorship um, for what I do on that side. And then it's like, within that, they presented this idea that Husqvarna's pioneering um, legacy is we, we, we have this idea where there's something happening where we need to, in the industry, there's a void. There's something that with the motorcycle industry after the global financial crisis, like we need to, some things happening. So, and then all of a sudden there was this, uh, this individual in the meetings, uh, Mark Blackwell, former motocross champion from no. I don't even know when and, and industry legend, right, f- with all the business that he's done. And I find myself at the table with these two guys that I uh, admire and respect uh, tremendously and this idea started brewing about like we got to do something for the motorcycle industry and, and all this. And then it kind of comes about and, and you start to fast forward through meeting after meeting after meeting and our, and our think tank and all this and the United States Motorcycle Coaching Association, our nonprofit organization to skill and certify motorcycle coaches in the, in the sport of motorcycling comes about. And, and so that's kind of the initial thing with Husqvarna. That's where it uh, began. And that, so this, this entity, this nonprofit organization that is for the benefit of all motorcycling industry, it really, the seed was planted by the, by the spirit of Husqvarna and their pioneering spirit. So, how is USMCA? Dude, we are we are we are right there on the. Like, I mean, cusp I guess of, give give people a little more information oh, because man. it's been one of those. We things were just went where, from where we were at to this. Now we got to go serious and like. No, no, just just you so, know what 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 what's so the thought, the idea, where it's going. The idea is to we need to do something to break down the barriers and welcome new customers into the sport of motorcycling. Okay, uh, right now we're focused on certification for coaches in the dirt bike and the sport bike space. Eventually it will be all two-wheeled motorcycles. It's, it's our belief that we want to we wanna bring back and rejuvenate two-wheeled motorcycle riding. And to do that, we need new customers, right? Yeah. So, um, and we feel that coaching is one of the catalysts that will bring, help bring new customers in sport of motorcycling. I'm going to interrupt, which I'm good at. We had a really good Christmas on kiddie bikes, quads, UTVs, side by sides, dirt bikes. It was a, um, 
unexpected surprise, and it was a welcoming surprise. I was really excited to see how many parents came in and bought mini bikes yeah. for their kids, all brands, shapes, sizes, styles, whether it was racing, recreational, whatever, TTR or a KTM ready to race bike. Yeah, the TTR, the 50, like electric but, start, it's pretty cool. But yeah. what was cool was just to see, and, 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 and I even said it earlier with Ping, I'm hoping, but I think certain parents are going, hey, you know what? Enough of the video games. I want my kid to get outside, male, female, whatever. Get out there and do something. And I saw a resurgence. So indirectly, if you are working on we're, certifying we are, people to, towards to, that, yes. to, to grow the youth, so whether you had something to do with that or not, something is working. So. so so good job yeah, on working no, on that. No, no, we we the effort of so John Eric Burleson, Mark Blackwell, and myself, the founding members. Yeah, our board, the board that we have is, I mean, like who's who of motorcycling no, and we know. people that care about it, yeah. right? So, and they do all the work. Like, let's be honest. I don't. You're just a pretty face with a beard. Yeah. So, <laughs> sexual um, chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> um. But we have a the board is filled with passionate people that care about supportive motorcycling, and um, they want to pass that on. Like yeah. all, all of us, we want to pass that on. And so what we've done is we're laying the groundwork and the and the foundation to for coaching to be the catalyst to build the sport of motorcycling and to break down those barriers. Right. So um, it's 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 been great. And if you know, <clears throat> trust me, like. <laughs> My son likes to ride dirt bikes a little bit, and I've been very open about that. If this, if it's my passion, it doesn't have to be his passion. I want him to find his passion, right? But God damn it, how many V bucks for Fortnite? (laughs) Fuck me! I've got three kids in that age group. I guarantee that I know of. He spent four hundred bucks this year on Fortnite. A hundred of it, ninety nine. 99 is mine because he lost a bet once, I or I lost a bet once, and I had to pay the bet, which is a $100 bet. He spent it all on Fortnite skins. Oh, I know. So they can do stupid dance moves and all this yeah. kind of shit. So, like, so, are, so you, we, so we, are you we, freaking kidding me? So we have to They're change like, oh, that. Oh, that, it's a special hey, skin. Think I'm about like, that. That's 400 bucks. Cares. That's 400 bucks that could have gone to Langston Motorsports. <sighs> Dude, don't so even let me roll that. Have to, I have to keep. Yes, my girlfriend yes. keeps saying "wusa." It's okay. Yeah, so it's what the kids are into. So, but it, but I mean, obviously, raise your hand if you've ridden a motorcycle by yourself, only you on a motorcycle. So, Ping, you can raise your hand. I did once. You you yeah. were babysat most of the Pretty time, but raise yeah. your hand. Yeah. So, you guys know that that feeling that you get from riding a dirt bike or a motorcycle in general. Like there is something that a video game, a car, a like a tricycle, nothing gives you but that feeling of riding a motorcycle and a dirt bike. And that's what we want to instill and we want to pass on to the next generations. And so that's what the United States Motorcycle Coaching Association and our, and our board and everyone that is involved, that's what we're trying to do is to create an opportunity for uh, people to come join the sport and have that same uh, experience. Well, I, I've been a big proponent of the 125s and some people are probably sick of hearing me talk about this. But that's oh. fucked up. That's bullshit. That's bullshit, Pingree. No, it is. I'm gonna call you out. Listen, don't get into that with me. Can Here's I get in the I'm middle? Saying. Wait, Here's I am the middle. <laughs> All right, Jeff. You're both wrong. Okay, Jeff, I have, okay, we're gonna replay it. Hey, back that up. Back up. Back up the tape, dude. Don't He's tell Donnie. Donnie's useless. Yeah, Come on, Jeff. Seen him. I am a big <laughs> proponent of the 125. 
The 150. I'll it, say it. Fine. Uh, the he's a cheater. He's, he's a got a 150. Cheater. You cheated. We did right. the 125 Dream Race two years ago. Hey, if he cheated. He showed up with the 150. <laughs> hey, if he cheated, he would have cleared that triple. I rode a 125. I thought that was the rules. <laughs> if he would have cleared that Jesus, one. Don't be pissed because I'm smarter than you. Say, I, hey, I had an option. Hey, it's like Carmichael says, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> right. Hey, I wrote, I wrote, I crashed and broke my hand this year, but I was riding a 150. Sorry, I'll admit it right now. <laughs> okay. I was not right. legal. So I was cheating. Gone. I was cheating. And what is your, your Husqvarna? What is it? It's a Husqvarna. Okay. How many? Yeah. Say, it, say, say, it with me. say it. Say it. Say it. Say Husqvarna. No, no, you just fucked it up. It's Husqvarna. <laughs> that was so authentic. Please to carry my rucksack. <laughs> I don't know. Listen. Uh, all I'm saying is I'm a big like fan. A of it. I think they need to come back. Hey, way to go with the trading places. Uh, that was so it. I, I got it. Okay, so the Coster so, even said. I think we need more 125 racing at, at local levels. Mm-hmm. To, okay, we so, need a bike like that. Well, that you don't ride a 125, so what are you I'm talking sorry about? I'm sorry, I'm in the middle of this. I Maybe. think it could be a 150 class, and that's fine. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But what I know, if you guys you, think so? You ride, so you ride a 150. I, I, it's so like I I love so Just stop I yelling. love the fact that um, with Husqvarna, my brand ambassadorship and everything, we got street bikes now too. I'm, I have Jenna, a I have, Jenna. Oh, I need my God. 401. Do I, I need to take another phone. piss break? I have a smart pill. I bought one. You got one? I bought one. No, no, stay. Stay. Please stay. Yeah. Easy there, peanut bladder. Just so. We, we have these amazing sport bikes and everything, but I'm telling you, I, I was um, a 450. I'm, I'm too small for it. I, I, it yanks my arms off. It's too fast. I wish I had that problem. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too big for mine. He blows clutches out on a 450. The clutch plates are like, no! <laughs> Third gear stop, no, so I, so I, so I, so I had a 450, I had a 250, I had a 125 and all this. And then I decided um, last year, I tore my, sh- or year or so, I tore my shoulder up at Carmichael's place. And so I'm like, hey, I'll ride my 125. And I loved it. It was like going back to my roots. Um, and then I, yeah, I cheated a little. You put, put a 150. 150, 150 okay, thank on you. It. 150. But I'm the it. asshole. No, Just F- admit F- it. Uh, okay, so stock barrel and head. Hey, you are an asshole. It's got nothing. And an FMF pipe and silencer. That's all I ride. Stock with the FMF pipe and silencer. I love it. I'm. I'm I put bars and grips and some number plates on it. I love it. Stock 150. I do Dude, love it's it. Insane. I remember being out it's there. It's insane. It's so good. Like I, I could ride Heart. a milestone all day. Hard. Hard. Sorry. Got carried away. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he needs all. Yeah. Well. Hey, so we were, hey. It's <laughs> Yeah, but the two stroke was all about the pre rev. And Carmichael and we were at lunch today. And he's like, remember at Mount Morris, you come over the finish line jump, and then you're like, yeah. And he was doing the sounds today at lunch. It was awesome. He's like, dude, you were just like, it would rev out right as the rear tire would hit. Yeah. Hey, that's something we lost mm, yeah. with four strokes. It's you like, just can't do this. <laughs> no. No one can make it. Like, excuse you. Yeah. No, but, we, but, but seriously, like, I'm, I'm, I feel really, like, Husqvarna is, uh, you know, KTM and Husqvarna are the same brand, and Husqvarna is kind of the, the niche brand. And my last 22 years, I've been with Shift MX, and it's Fox Racing and Shift MX. And we're kind of, Shift is kind of the niche brand. And yeah. so I find, like, I'm kind of the niche guy. It is kind of with Which the is whole weird, because he seems like everyone, every other guy you meet, right? Yeah. 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 Strange. Fuck yeah. you. <laughs> oh, my God. Did I just say that? Oh I God. would let I'm you. Damn you, Jameson. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but but I, I love being with the brand. We, um, our bikes look amazing. We make amazing product. And, and the fact that we have a 125, uh, now we sell a, one, uh, a 150 kit. We have a 250 two-stroke. We have a 250... 
350, which is amazing, which I didn't know it was, and then 450 motocross bikes. Like, I would, this whole time, like, the 350's been around with KTM and Husky and all that, I'm like... It's underrated. I'm like, uh, just go 250 or 450. Why split the difference? So I did the Evergood Open. You know the guys from Evergood and all that? Yeah. Back in Iowa this, this year, and my buddy uh, Bart Shiflett, um, Donnell's Cycles in uh, Kansas City area, He's like, well, what bike do you want? And I'm like, well, I don't know. What bike do you have the most of? I'll just borrow one of those and use that. Gives me his van. He's like, sets me up with a 350. Dude, I loved it. Yeah, it is. Oh, it was incredible. It was, yeah. So I don't like a 250. It's, not, it's, it's just not the bike for me. And I'm too skinny for a 450, right? I hate it when he brags about that shit. I am. I'm too thin. It really and pisses me off. I'm, too, I'm thi- too lean and ripped, and I just can't ride the 450. Yeah. I'm, too, I'm too lean. You know and what like, sucks? Yeah, yeah. My 450 <laughs> says, bro, you're overweight. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, I mean, what am I supposed to do with that? I can't. Oh. <laughs> so, the 350 was insane, dude. I loved it. I rode a yeah. stock 350 for two days. If it wasn't like 30 degrees or 20 degrees, or whatever it was, it was cold. I would have rode all day, but it, I, I loved it. And so, that's what I love about being with Husqvarna Motorcycles. We have two strokes. We have four strokes. All these variations. Sit down. Like, you're threatening me. You're too aggressive. No, no. I, it's, I'm, I'm passionate about He's this. He's so excited. I'm His so penis is about to lift this whole disc. <laughs> I'm so stoked. No, I'm, I'm, I, am, I am in the best place that I could be. I, I represent Fox. I represent Shift. I represent Husqvarna. Uh, ODI, the USMCA. I represent the industry. And I could not, it, like where I sit today, I could not represent, I could not be, for me, where I want to be in the industry, I could not be in a better place. Yeah, it'd be cooler if it was That's TLD. pretty well said. I, 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 love, I love where I'm at. Well, I wish I was backing up Ricky and, and uh, Ralph on the broadcast, but uh, that's the way it is. Well, maybe you can take Grant's job this summer. So we'll see how it goes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only laughing because I know it's probably there's probably a good chance it would happen anyway. Uh, hey, you know, I'll be, hey, I'll, you be know. Your, I'll be your third, buddy. <coughs> That's you, the deal. You know, you know, you know how TV game works. You can't count on anything. So no, who knows? Can. And if Jeff took it, I would be the first to say, you know what, he deserved it. Well, listen, we've we've kept you here probably way too long. Dude, um, we, tell me about dude, the um, contract said 9:30. We'll pay it's you overtime. Time and a half. Grant's gonna pay you. Yeah. Um, From all the bonuses I made that he didn't, you know. <laughs> that's right. You know those championship bonuses <laughs> that he didn't get? I'll pay you out of that. Oh, what a dick. I know. Hey, you, you guys have a good time tonight. I think that's his. We have fun. It's kinda, we're kind of like, kind of like, like arm pumping and fading. No, it's kind of like you two the whoops. We've had our ups and downs. <laughs> well, mostly with Jeff, it was just downs and off the tracks. Yeah. But look, what, look, as I sit here today, so... You know, I've I've been faced with a lot of challenges lately in life and changes and stuff that people that know me, like, you know, it's got these ups and downs, right? And I, like, when I reflect on uh, a night like tonight, and, and we, like, we live all this, I'm kind of like, wow, I've had a really amazing life. If literally, yeah. if, if tomorrow was the last day, like, man, it's been amazing. Yeah. And... To get to relive that tonight with you guys, and hopefully it was entertaining and and, and all that. And uh, I mean, you guys have been some of my best friends, and we we have a great time together. And to that um, that by you know going through this path and this this journey that I've been on um, means something to somebody, and you take a little nugget from it. That's amazing. Um, I I'm literally the luckiest guy in the world. Like I, I am as 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 many things that I feel challenge me and negatives that I have in my life. 
man, it's been pretty good. Like, like yeah, I would oh, say, yeah, I, I, pretty good might be an understatement. But, but, but I'm just like, no, no, screw that. Like, I'm just like anybody yeah. else. I have my bad days. Everyone does. Last year sucked. Like, I, I, last year was not good. It wasn't good, right? And totally get it. So I'm, I'm turning the page. Right, and I I look back on the TV stuff with Ralph and the go, crew. Go flip those pages. Yeah, I'm yeah, we're gonna him. turn that. <laughs> taking them just just them like them. I did in '99, and the and the and the changes, and I'm gonna roll with it. Um, I appreciate all of the fans on social media and and everybody the last uh, couple of weeks, the outpouring that they've had um, with all of that TV stuff. Um, I appreciate the fact, like your comments, and like that's why I offered when when you were. Uh, the guy for the the job like I feel like it's part of my obligation as as a leader to help with you and and then maybe ten years from now you'll do the same thing for somebody else because you know I've seen Cirillo's coming for a job oh, for <laughs> sure. he's, he's but he's a, just so people but, know what what Jeff's talking about real quick Jeff was the one that called me and said I I can't do outdoors because of this Fox deal and they go on NBC and and no 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 NBC it was just Supercross but yeah. The only facts get in the way of a good story. But it was something. Yeah. Didn't you already tell the story? I, I went super Am I taking cross crazy only? pills or yeah, did you but, already tell but, the story? But, but, yeah, but felt yeah, 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 yeah. So I went super cross only. Going, okay. I went super I cross only. I have been dreaming. <laughs> I went all MC on you and I went no, super cross saying, only. He was the one that called and said what he's saying now, which was, hey, there's an opening. And I, I, I remember I was pretty dumbfounded. I, you know, it was, it was a cool thing to have someone that I looked up to, and I'm not sitting here stroking his ego. I literally was a kid that grew up loving the guys from the 90s. Albertain's still going to be my guy uh, for obvious reasons, mm. but he mm. was one of them. Oh, geez. He crashed a lot just like I did, but he did crashed. one eventually. <laughs> not, not, you didn't crash much he did, though. Sorry, Greg. Yeah, I was, I was going to say that we could debate that one too because uh, I felt like I hit the ground a lot. Greg was but, upside down as much as he was right side up. Yeah, so for a lot of years, it worked the same up. way. But Hell you know, yeah, Fro really was um, someone that I, I I grew up really respecting. And then when he made that phone call, it took it another level, and he said to me, "Well, that's just how I feel." And I thought, "Shoot, he's got a good point." <laughs> Winston Cirillo takes my job with the next guy is. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to call gotta, him and say, hey, gotta, man, enjoy it, embrace it. Yeah. Let me know. But it meant a lot. Like, seriously. I know I just yeah. fucking ruined everything, but it did. It meant a lot just <laughs> to have him. someone. It's like passing the baton yeah. saying, you know yeah, what? No, no, Go no. for it. For sure. You're cool. Well, sure. Yeah, someone you look up to like Jeff, I, I mean, that does mean a lot. I mean, I, you know, like I said earlier, it's like there was DeCoster and then you had RJ and then it's like me. I'm like, well, isn't there like, Somebody else, like they're all of our heroes, like yeah. not not us, yeah, but, like our heroes. But Fro, like, I, so yeah, they were your I'm, heroes. I'm, I'm, but I'm, you're you're a hero to a lot of guys. Yeah, so I mean, I, I raced I, in the I, '90s and I, I looked up that. to you. Like, I just was fucking saying, you yeah. stole my thunder right there. No, well, he I, said it so much better than you <laughs> yeah, did. Though. I know he made sense. I'm like, he called me. I haven't had a bottle of Tito's as big, so I mean, I'm just thinking a little yeah, more like clearly. The, <laughs> you know, they got a ball that big. You son of a gun! Right. <laughs> I'm feeling like we need to wrap right. this up, and, and I'm, I'm not, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna just close it out before Piggy right. does. But I want to thank all you guys for being here, and ladies and gentlemen, uh, for being here. It's because, like, for a guy like me, we get to relive all these things and all this, and it and it feels really good. It feels good that people want to listen to it, and that it's entertaining and all that. Um, it feels good to real to relive those things and all that, and to have it be um, appreciated. So. I I, I appreciate love. being here. Uh, who's who was it that won the grips again? David, he's David. back over here. David, yeah. we're gonna hook up with you later. How did you remember his name? Well, it's easy. 
Listen, uh, right now, who in here knows his first name, his actual real first name? Just raise your hand. Don't say it. Don't say it. Steve, you can't. You can't. Oh, okay. He can't. You know what it is? Cam. This guy just won a power dot. Go get with my buddy Bryce back here in the back after the show. C-A-M. I was named after a woman. I was supposed to be a girl. I thought your dad was an engine builder. No, I was supposed to be a girl. From what the story was, I was supposed to be a girl. Cameron or Cam? I don't know. That's the story I got. Cam Jeffrey. Well, listen, buddy. um, It's been an honor. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate your time. We don't take that uh, lightly. And I know we went long. We always do. (laughs) So (laughs) I'll tell you. We like long stories. (laughs) But thanks so much. Guys, give Jeff Emig a round of applause. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks, buddy. We'll be back shortly to uh, wrap up the show. Stay tuned. Oh, my. 4WP is more than a store. We're truck and Jeep experts. From wheel and tire upgrades to full custom builds, 4WP has you covered. Do your rig right. Shop online or find your store at 4WP.com. Telling all the assholes in the room Well, I'm definitely not alone Well, I'm not alone You're a liar, you're a cheater, you're a fool Well, that's just like me, And I know you too Mr. Perfect, Alexis, my little friend All right, welcome back. Welcome back to the show. Did you have a chance to pee? Are you all set? I've had several chances. Oh, you've actually. been peeing all night I long. Are you keep disappearing on me? Uh, Powered up, brought you Jeff Ebbing tonight. What a what what a good interview with that guy. Like, just bro is so uh, easy on the mic. Like, he, we could just talk all night. Uh, that, that, I think that I, was our longest show yet. I was gonna say <laughs> we keep going. All right, we need to shorten this up a little bit. Yeah, we, we keep saying the next guy yeah. won't be yeah. as talkative oh, as no, the first guy, and then yeah. anyway, we ruin it. Um, I love that guy. Just such a good dude all the way around. Um, so thanks to PowerDot for bringing him on. Go to PowerDot.com, get signed up to uh, win one of these, or if you want to buy one, Whiskey Throttle is your code to get 20% off. Before we move on, I want to give away the set of Method Race Wheels. We've got some people still here in the audience that have hung in there. I know it's gone on long. So I'm going sh- I'm gonna, I'm gonna to read a number out right now. 39, 86, 36, 4. Who's got it? Give me a winner. <laughs> no way. Are you serious? Oh. Psych. All right, well, now what? 3986364. You got it? No way. boy. Good job. All right, we got a winner. We got a winner. That's the one. Um, are you going to stick around? All right, see me before we're done here, and we'll get He's sticking set. around now, for sure. Yeah, he didn't leave enough. Yeah, he's like, you want a brand new set of Method Race <laughs> wheels, you'll stick around. He's going like, to be on a cot in the back. He's like, at first we got a, like, a sticker, now we get a set of wheels. <laughs> it's a little bit different. That's awesome. Congrats. Sorry, everybody. Uh, next, next show. Come in the next show. We're going to give a, a set of Method Race wheels away every single live show, which is insane, but that's, uh, that's called a good sponsor right there. Uh, we're going to move into yeah. our Decal Works last call session. These guys are selling graphics, plastics, seat covers, garage mats, anything you need, any kind of stickers, any kind of adhesive, um, they make it, and they are awesome at it. Uh, Racer X, anytime I'm doing garage build projects, anytime we are looking to make something new and cool looking, we go to those guys. Um, They just do a great job. They're professional. Their stuff is really high quality. They can make you anything you want. They have kits already built. You can design your own, whatever you want. We are going to have a pretty badass whiskey throttle graphic, too, that you can buy. Uh, whiskey throttle show graphic so keep an eye out for that that's coming up soon we're going to have a uh, sample of that hopefully in the next week or so 
Uh, definitely yeah. by the next live show, you'll be able, to, we'll be able to get some shots of that, and then that'll be for sale soon. So uh, decalworks.com, check those guys out. Um, let's get into this call. So we got in touch with Husqvarna rider Thomas Covington. Husqvarna. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we got a Husqvarna rider. So uh, for those of you who don't know Thomas Covington, uh, great dude, grew up here. His dad is one of the big wigs at Monster Energy, so I... I I think it was some uh, hope that he would maybe land on Mitch Payton's team. He didn't get that spot. So he went a unique route, went to Europe and started racing the GPs and worked himself into be a, a contender. He was winning races. Yeah. Probably going to be a title contender in 2019, but he had an opportunity to come here for Bobby Hewitt's Husqvarna racing team here. And he took it. And uh, first time ever racing Supercross will be the East Coast Series on the 250 class. And I'm, I'm really pulling for this guy. He's a great kid. Yeah. Great family, and he's this dude is legit. Um, certainly proved himself outdoors, so Supercross is going to be new to him. We'll see. JL had a chance to sit down and chat with him. Let's take a listen. What? Is this Big Air Tom? It is. It is. Hey, what's up, buddy? It's JL. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Um, I know it's weird to say, but uh, welcome back to the U.S., yeah, thanks. Um, feels good. Feels good to be back on home. So, I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, it's been quite, uh, quite, a, you know, a bit of time. But uh, moving forward, I know that um, Supercross coming up. How's the testing been going? Yeah, I mean, it's been going pretty good. Um, you know, I think uh, <laughs> I'd like to say it's all going perfectly and uh, everything's going smooth, but. Um, you know, I haven't been on a supercross track in pretty much five or six years. Just I dabbled a little bit with it when I was an amateur and raced Monster Cup a couple of times. But um, other than that, just been running outdoors and uh, getting ready for the GP season each year. So, um, yeah, it's a pretty steep learning curve for me. Um, but, you know, um, it's good to have you know, the team that I've around me and um, helping me set up the bike and just pointing some things out for me so um, it's going pretty well like as well as I can expect just um, struggling a bit with the loops but um, okay. you know we're getting better every day so um, hopefully we'll we'll have everything on track by the time the first East Coast run comes out. Nice man well I, I do know from experience as well that whoops are the toughest thing to conquer but uh I know you'll figure it out, but you're on a Husqvarna again. But how different has the transition been from basically the GP team to the U.S. team? I know like GP, they have different rules so they can run um, non-homologated you know, parts. Uh, is the bike much different, and has it uh, taken much to adapt? Actually, the bike um, is really similar. Um, you know, the the two teams in the U.S. and the team that I rode for in Europe, they work really closely together, and um, we share a lot of the same information. So um, it's basically the same bike, only a small difference with the chassis. Uh, like you said, we can make some changes in the GPs to it that you're not allowed to do in the U.S. Um, but, you know, just after a couple of days, I was already used to the to the same hand you have the standard one and um probably the biggest difference for me was um the change of tires going from uh 
run with a moose all the time to on supercross using the the tube with the air in the tires. But the, that was probably one of the biggest things I had to get used to, um, to be honest, because the engine and everything that's uh, almost identical to what I was using in uh, in Europe. Yeah, interesting. That's interesting. Um, never thought of that point, but good point. Um, <laughs> now, you mentioned to me uh, before the call that uh, you're back east at the moment. Yeah, actually, um, I used to train down here at Carmichael's a little bit when I was younger. Um, Jeannie helped me out a little bit when I was on 65s and 85s. And, um, you know, when I decided that I was going to do East Coast, um felt like I needed to ride on some, some tracks with similar dirt. So, uh, you know, calling up Ricky and Jeannie and, uh, you know, made a, made a deal with them to come down here and ride. And uh, I think it's one of the best decisions I've made since I've been back. Um, you know, I, I really needed to practice here on the, the soft soil and um, hitting the woods when they're not, you know, just all blue grooves and um, slippery. So, um, I think this is a little bit more similar to what I'll see at the first round down here and um as well as getting to ride with some some good guys like uh been doing moto the last few weeks with uh, martin and Davalos and um it's been really good in one way um having you know one of the best you know most experienced guys out there having him to ride with each day is good but at the same time it's a little bit uh demoralizing watching him hit the loops you know lap after lap um because he's pretty He's pretty incredible, and, uh, you know, the track that we're riding right now, it has two full sets of, you know, massive loops on it, which is good practice for me, but um, yeah. it makes a big difference on the lap times whether you hit them good or not. And uh, <laughs> so most of the de- most days I leave the farm pretty pissed off <laughs> having uh, Martin smoke me. So, um, you know, that's something I'm not really used to um, the last few years. And, yep, you know, usually I'd be... You know, if not the fastest guy at the track, you know, at least pretty close in lap times to any other GP guys that were there. But, um, yeah, it's just tough. It's um, it's not easy. I mean, I feel like a lot of people out there, they think, oh, yeah, Covington's going to kill it in Supercross this year. You know, after um, seeing the Nations, how the results played out with all the GP guys being so strong. But, um, you know, Supercross is just a, <laughs> it's a different animal. And, uh you know, I think it'd be it'd be dumb to think I was gonna go out there and um you know, and just smoke everyone at the first round. Um it's gonna take yeah. some time to learn and um I just gotta stay focused and uh not let everything get to me too much, not focus on the results too much, just focus on learning as much as I can this first season and just focus on the process and what I need to be doing to to get better. Absolutely, man. Yeah. Just stick to your program. So with that said, I know you said you're gonna sort of go at your own pace, do you have any expectations for this upcoming East Coast Supercross Series? Not at all, really. Um, like I said, I'm just trying to learn as much as I can and uh, get some experience under my belt. Um, and then possibly the next year, you know, have a little bit more expectations. Because um, this year, I just I really want to get to the season healthy and, you know, make every lap and get through all the rounds and um, just, you know, be like a sponge taking down all the information and um, learning it as quick as possible. And, 
you know, I think I think I'm right on on track as of where I want to be right now. Um, you know, Jeannie's been pretty happy with me. She's she's hard on us down here. <laughs> she cracks the whip, <laughs> but um, you know, so far it's it's going to plan, and uh, that might not be what um, a lot of the fans think is uh, you know my plan. You know, um, as far as results go, but uh, I think it's pretty realistic. Absolutely, man. You sound like you got a good head on your shoulders there. So uh, I think on behalf of a lot of people, uh, we are stoked to have you back racing here in America. And uh, once again, Tom Cat, thanks for coming on the Whiskey Throttle Show, and we are looking forward to seeing you out there. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Grant. I uh, hope to talk to you soon. Will do. Thanks, buddy. Cheers. All right. Later. Bye. Well, that was our decal works last call. What do you think? What do you think old Tom's gonna do? He, he seems like his expectations are pretty low of himself. He doesn't. He's not def, uh, definitely not being overly confident. No, and and I get that. I mean, there again, I have a little, you know, feeling that when you come over here and everyone's like, "Oh man, you did good." It, it's a different animal, Supercross, yeah. and I've told you and probably repeating myself, but. It came back to A1, seeing those whoops and being in that stadium and the whole thing. It, it, it's a different animal. And, <laughs> you know, that's something that I think people just assume, oh, you know, he's got this. But, you know, you got to keep it in perspective. Yeah. It, it's, a diff- it's a whole different situation he's in. What would be a good season for him? Not being injured, honestly. That's how I think. Top, top because, tens. Because here's the thing. If, if he's not injured, I guarantee he's on the podium later on in the Supergrass. No matter, even if he starts off sucking, if he's not injured, he's on the podium. If he's on the podium and doesn't get injured and go to the outdoors, guess what? We've got another title contender. And that's yeah. what I hope for, and I think that's what he's thinking. And I'm glad he doesn't have those huge expectations. Yeah. And, you know, and, and here's the thing. You were a homebred, maybe not local so-called kid, but you were born and bred into that Supercross environment. He went through the amateur ranks. I know you worked with him. I spent some time with him. Didn't quite get the pro circuit ride. Took a different route. Coming back. and Osborne did that. Yeah. Let's but keep Zacco, that in mind. Zacco had some Supercross experience. He rode for Yamaha of Troy and had two seasons of Supercross before he left. He was, was that long? Yeah. He, he, was, he was good in Supercross before he left. He just kept getting hurt. And Which happens to so many good yeah. riders. But this is, you know, they're all saying you can move the pieces around. I feel like Tom went the other way around. He's coming back. And now it's almost like that, huh, It's what's going to happen? It's an interesting, it's interesting. Uh, path that he took. So yeah. I, I'm rooting for him. Uh, big air Tom, man. I hope he does well. Uh, let's, let's jump into our four-wheel parts, get at me Q&A. Donnie, you got some questions lined up from Twitter. Uh, four-wheel parts, big supporter of our show. We really appreciate their help. Uh, the number four wheelparts.com, four wheelparts.com. Check them out. Your one stop shop for anything truck and off road related. So, method race wheels, Dunlop tires for your vehicle. You can get on there and buy lights, steps. Uh, I mean, literally any of the There's things everything. you want to buy for your, your off road vehicle. So, they have like 100,000 part numbers. Yeah, so it's. If that gives you any idea. It's insane. And they do all the service. So, if you want to take it in, you can pick this, this, and this. They'll install it all. They do lifts, they do everything. So, a very, very cool company. Check out four wheelparts.com. They're bringing you our Get At Me Pimp Q&A. What do we got? Yeah, I got uh, from Rex Easley at Rex Easley. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> okay, Rex Easley at Rex Easley. What changes needed to grow the sport, motocross and supercross? What do you think, David Pingree at David Pingree? David Pingree at davidpingree.com. Um, 
Well, I'm going to sound like a broken record. I think we need an affordable, easy-to-work-on motorcycle at, at the entry level. Um, I, will, I would say over and over that it's a 150 or 125. Um, maybe it has, like, I tell it, these, it I tell these manufacturers. Honestly, it could be a 250. Yeah. It could be a 100 and a 250. It's, keep going. Which is something that isn't, like, 10 grand. You know, you, no. you can't expect a kid mowing lawns or whatever he's doing these days to make money. They don't drop mow lawns. They create apps. Okay. Well, I don't know what kids are doing. You're living doing in the freaking 90s. That anyway. was that was the early 2000s. Now they're creating apps. But yes, you're right. And it, it it is. And I've said it before and and with all due respect to all the brands out there and that and and KTM built a badass race machine. And they even say our slogan is ready to race. I'd almost like to see someone have a slogan that says "just ready to ride." <laughs> Not quite ready to race, but yeah, uh, ready to but ride. Cheap, but affordable. Yeah. yeah, yeah, cheap as fuck. I don't know. Whatever it says, affordable. Chaff, AF. chaff. <laughs> you know, chaff. We're cheap as fuck. It doesn't matter, but it doesn't. We don't need to tune it, carb it, do the, all yeah. this. But it doesn't need to have seventeen thousand inches of travel and seventeen thousand horsepower, like. Titanium, anything. Yeah. yeah, just simplify it and get us something. So we have a race version. Yeah. So manufacturers have a race version, an intent to race version, and zero fucks given. Just want to ride. There we go. Base level. Yeah, I, I would also argue that that somehow we need to get local racing alive again. I don't know how you do it. I don't know the answer to that, but it's a problem. I think video games has actually helped our sport just recently. I know I've mentioned to you guys off record, but we saw through the dealership more people, more parents buying little quads, UTVs, ATVs, dune buggies, whatever you want to call it, dirt bikes, race bikes, ready to race, ready to ride, whatever you want to call it. We saw an increase, and I was like, for once, you feel like you saw motocross doing this lately, and now you're going, wait a minute. There's hope. I might be way off base, but I'm really excited about the fact that I saw parents come in the store during Christmas time saying, this is what yeah. our kid wants, we want, and I'm hoping that sort of a, the pendulum's gone all that way, and now we're starting to do that. That's hope. Fingers crossed. I hope. Yeah. But keep the price down. Keep the price down, people. Yeah. That's our... That's our that's our thoughts. Moving on. Well, this is a timely one. Um, opinion, oh on, opinion on JS7 going on ignore with the sport. Yeah, that's so weird that he... I mean, I, I, I get... He even said before he retired, he goes, once I'm done, I'm just gone. You won't, you won't see me or hear from me. And he's staying true to that. But it would sure be nice for him to at least issue a statement, um, put it out on social media. I don't care how you want to do it, but just say, hey, thanks to all the fans for all the support over the years. I'm... I'm moving on with my family and blah, 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 whatever the hell you want to say. There's just been no closure. And everybody's yeah. like, where is he? Why doesn't he say something? <sighs> this is where I feel like I'm going to say something that might offend people, but... Well, that's never stopped you. Yeah. <laughs> What's Which new? is why I'm going to say what I'm yeah. going to say. Yeah. He's done racing. He hasn't said what you wanted, what he wanted, what she wanted, what I would want, anything, just what you said, that closure, but... Now I'm at the point I feel like saying, let the fucking dream go. <laughs> like, it's over, it's done, I get it. You know, we always talk about 
people and the greats and this and that. But when people talk about, I still have people, you think James going to, not even a month ago, people are like, James, I'm telling you, he's going to be at the start line. I'm like, you don't just grab yeah, a bike no. out of your shed and show up. Like, I know people think in it's motocross, it's not a big deal or supercross, like you could do that. But that's in movies. You don't go, and, I bet my life that James Stewart couldn't pull a bike out of his shed right now and go and line So you're up saying it's not lawnmower racing. They did, it, they did it in Supercross the movie. Trip Carlisle, bro. And that's the problem. That's why there's people out there right now thing? saying, bro. Weren't you in that? Yeah. I did some stunt. I was the <laughs> stunt double for Trip yeah. Carlisle. All right. You look like a stunt double. Yeah. Stunt double. I'm a double double. But, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's almost like he hasn't said anything, and I'm not sure why. And... Everyone handles things differently. He's got his, you know, own gear deal. He's got he's got some things going, but he's been in the, you know, in the real shadows. And I think people have found that weird because everyone comes out, makes a statement, says a speech, does something. Everyone handles things differently, and um, the only thing that I want to handle differently is not having to explain why he hasn't done what you saw. You know, it's you know? interesting. I wonder. I mean, he might be just doing this. On purpose, and he's getting so exactly, we keep talking about it. He's getting yeah. exactly what he wants, is where everyone's just going to keep I've talking about it. I've even said, just stop talking about it. See yeah. what happens. <laughs> Nothing will happen. Then all of a sudden, maybe you might see. Ooh, 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 I just ooh, think it's ooh. shocking that he has a company, a gear company, and he, you know, it's your number. Show up and support it. But he did. He showed up to his company launch of Seven Gear. What, was there briefly. Yeah. No, this was just months ago. Oh. Like literally, there were people that were like, "Whoa!" It was a sighting. It was, was a sighting. James? He was sitting on a sofa, like at his launch, and that's the only photo. He looks a little there. different. I'm yeah. not gonna lie. He looks like most retired racers, overweight and looks like he yeah. ate way too much Chinese food and swelled yeah. up. Yeah. Pretty much. All right, what else do we got? Let's do one more. We're running long. Yeah, this here. is your last question. It's a yeah. good one too. Um, you know, I, I feel this guy really knows you guys. Oh, so boy. you guys are close to my age. I'm 50 next month. <laughs> Do you feel old yet? Or can you still ride a bike like you're All in your right. 20s? I'm going to answer this one first because I got this on Twitter. Is this Brad? <laughs> this was at... Suck it, Brad. Is it you again? No, no. We told him to shove oh. it a long time ago. Yeah. Brad doesn't This die. was This was one that Brad's came blocked. through at W underscore throttle underscore show to us. And it wasn't at GLN Pong. This one was just... Because <laughs> just so you know, autocorrect... When everyone says, you and Ping are doing a great job, I keep getting, you and Pong are awesome. And I'm like, cool, thanks. Oh, it's my Asian cousin, oh, Mr. Pong. <laughs> oh, Mr. Pongry. Um, anyway, shit, I just forgot what the question was. <laughs> You're 50. You're old. You're 50. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's where I was going with it. So the guy goes, You're all, you guys are almost my age. I'm turning 50 next month. I'm like, I'm 35. Freaking seven, bro. <laughs> so I said, we got to pull this one up. I may have been pulled through the ringer, but I'm if I look if I look fifty, so. I'm sorry. I've been, <laughs> like I, it actually sucks. I, I'm being a little self conscious, but you know, you're in your forties at least. I'm yeah. in my late thirties, so no, I cannot ride like I did in my twenties. Can you ride like you do in your fifties? <laughs> Hold on. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'm riding like I am in my yeah. 50s. Yeah, got it. Pong, what do you think? Sorry, Mr. Pong to you guys. No. No. We're both fat and slow. 
versions of our younger self. But at least I am closer to 50. Yeah, but I, mean, I don't take as much offense. But Mr. Pong would probably kick my ass right now. <laughs> Seriously. He, may, he Ser- way faster. Seriously. Mr. Pong, he way faster. All right. I don't even, I don't even That's know how it. to respond. That, to yeah. <laughs> we just offended a bunch of people, so... <laughs> no, well, not, not, welcome to the Whiskey Throttle Show, folks! Not, yeah! Not, not we, GL, yeah. you! Yeah. <laughs> are you going to put me on a freaking island? You are a dick. <laughs> it's not the hey, first time you said that. me. <laughs> just ask producer. him to find something on YouTube. Yeah. Keep him busy. Oh, he can find hours. a lot of dicks on YouTube. Trust <laughs> me, I've seen his page. All right. <laughs> I pulled you up a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boom, boom, sh- shit's getting deep. Sorry, folks. And that was the four wheel part to get at me Q and A. Sorry, four wheel. Hey, four- but they like it when shit gets deep because their four wheel parts get you through they that. Get through it. That's yeah. why they came to us. You just pulled it all together. Thank you. Yeah. All right, with Dunlop tires. Yeah, and uh, some, some, some method, method wheels and uh, four wheel parts will get through that shit we just pulled you through. Mm, that was heavy duty shit. All right, PowerDot.com. Thank you for those guys coming. <laughs> Supporting us. Whiskey Throttles, your discount code, 20% off. And get on there and sign up to win that Dirtfish Rally Driving School. It's going to be awesome. Thank you to Method Race Wheels, methodracewheels.com, Troy Lee Designs. Thank you. Dunlop, <laughs> Four Wheel Parts, Paleo Ranch Foods, Langston Motorsports. Send us some questions, please. Um, Twitter. At W. W? Yep. At? I'm not even going to be ashamed of it. At W underscore throttle underscore show. Pretty simple. That abortion Freaking of a handle good. is all we could get, people, and I am sorry for it, <laughs> but that's what it is. At W underscore throttle underscore show. Or uh, you can send us questions on Instagram, at Whiskey Throttle Show. Much more simple. Uh, shoot us a question. We have uh, Ben Townley coming in next week. Yep. We have Eli Tomac the week after that. Yep. So send, send questions for those guys, and we have Adam Ciancerello coming in after that. It'll be our next live show, first part of February. Um, sending questions to any of those people, uh, and please send us questions. Anything you have on your mind, um, we will answer them on the show here. At W, especially ask if they're fifty the and how they ride. Yeah, just know our age so you don't insult us both. Um, that'd be great. Uh, emails you can send a general email to info at whiskeythrottleshow dot com, ping at whiskeythrottleshow dot com, gl at whiskeythrottleshow dot com, or go to our website thewhiskeythrottleshow dot com. That's our show, folks. Um, Thanks for coming. Good Thank times. you to everybody that's still hung in here in the audience. I appreciate it. Uh, good times. We will see you guys in a month. Thank you for coming. Thanks for watching. Donnie, thank you. Gio. Thanks a bunch. Yeah. It's another one. We'll see you on the next show. <laughs>